Gillette presents the World Series. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are in the broadcasting booth at Brooklyn's Ebbets Field with a packed house waiting game number four in the spectacular series between the Yankees and Brooklyn's own Dodgers for the baseball championship of the world. This is a key broadcast in the cavalcade of sports sponsored by the Gillette Safety Razor Company, World Shaving Headquarters, your radio host of the Sugar Bowl football game in New Orleans, the Orange Bowl game in Miami, the East-West All-Star game from San Francisco, the Kentucky Derby, all the major boxing bouts, and other top sports events. The World Series is brought to you through the combined facilities of the Mutual Broadcasting System, affiliated stations, and the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Spanning the entire North American continent, with short wave reaching the rest of the world. This is Bob Elson with my Gillette colleagues, Red Barber and Bill Coram of the New York Journal American. By the way, we're all set for plenty of action here at Ebbets Field this afternoon. Well, I know that you're primarily interested in the starting pitchers, and they have just come out to warm up. Natalie Donald, the right-hander, is going to pitch for New York. And Kirby Higby, the old fireballer, is going to pitch this afternoon for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I think the most important news today is that Billy Herman is not going to play. Billy Herman, you know, yesterday went out of the ball game with a strained muscle in his left side and is not going to play today. In his place, Koskarak will be at second base. We're happy to say, and I think that you'd all like to know now, that Freddie Fitzsimmons was not seriously injured. In fact, he is here in uniform today, but there's a very, very little chance that we'll see any more of Fitz uh, in this series. Uh, Fitz was severely bruised, but there was no fracture, and he is out here in uniform today. Now something about these pitchers. Natalie Donald, a right-hander, was born at Morton, Mississippi on September the 19th, 1912. He's a, in a farming environment, and Natalie still is an agriculturist. He has a cotton and melon plantation down in Louisiana and really works at it. Donald broke in with the Yankees in 1939. He marked his freshman season with an astonishing feat. He took 12 ball games in a row. With Newark in 1938, he'd won 16 and lost 7 with 138 strikeouts. Donald suffered a back injury last spring at St. Petersburg, but he overcame this in time to play an important role in the winning of the American League pennant. His opponent this afternoon, Kirby Higby, winner of 22 ball games, was born April the 8th, 1915 at Columbia, South Carolina. Give me the ball and I'll get him out is the favorite saying of the Carolina Fireballer, who the past year was the workhorse of the Dodgers. His mate Sloan will remember the third Western trip when he climbed out of a hospital bed after an attack of appendicitis and then appeared in the game or bullpen on every playing day on the tour. He predicted all season that he'd win 20 games and was the first in the league to reach that total. Well, the weatherman has come through with a perfect day today. Everybody out here in the in the East has been pounding old man fate for what he did to Fitch yesterday, but the weatherman is getting a rousing vote of thanks because he certainly has come through in marvelous fashion after that rainy day. Today here in Brooklyn, the thermometer is around 86. It's bright and sunshiny. In other words, it's really a perfect day. Now the lineups. For the Yankees, these are the probable starting lineups. Sturm, S-T-U-R-M at first. Rolf at third. Henrik in right field. DiMaggio, center field. Keller, left field. Dickey, catching. Gordon, second. Rizzuto, short. And Donald, who has won nine and lost five, took part in ten complete ball games as the pitcher. For Brooklyn, leading off, Reese at short. Walker, right field. Reeser, center field. Camelli, first base. 
Riggs is going to play third today in place of Lavagetto. Lou Riggs will be at third. Medwick will bat sixth and play left field. Owen, the catcher, Koskarart will play second in place of Herman and will bat eighth. And then the pitcher, Kirby Higby, whose record this year was 22 and nine. He appeared in 19 complete ball games and he pitched two shutouts. So fans, that's the setup here on this perfect day in Brooklyn as we await the fourth game of this 1941 World Series. And I believe we're all agreed it's one of the greatest series that we've ever seen. So far, there's been three ball games, each decided by one run. And as to which team of these two is the best in the series, well, the jury's still out. There's been three ball games, and they've all been won by one run. So it's pretty hard to pick the best team in that kind of a series. Anyway, that's the picture right up to now. There's nobody on the field. They're getting the diamond all in shape. The pictures are right down here in front of us, Atley Donald and Kirby Higby. And now it's my pleasure to bring in our co-worker, Bill Corum, who I'm sure has an interesting word for you today. Come in, Bill. Thank you, Bob. We've got a color guard out here in front of us now with this... Uh big official band that looks like a nightclub band, sort of, and it's tan coats and it's uh, black trousers. A squad of sailors with the uh, flag marching in toward the infield. The stands are almost filled. As you told the folks, it's another ideal baseball day with a high sky and high hopes uh, on both sides, although we all realize, and the Brooklyn team realizes, that it has its back to the wall in this ball game with Billy Herman out of there. He was the steady man of the infield, the fellow that picked up Little Reese, but I might say that the little colonel is uh, quite a boy out there himself, and he's been taking charge, hooping and hollering. Uh, Freddie Fitzsimmons down on the bench, still having to have hot packs uh, put on his knee as Mr. Baseball here in New York still, and why shouldn't he be today uh, after that game? And then his middle name is Landis, so that sort of makes the Mr. Baseball anyhow. He couldn't have a better middle name than that. Uh, Marius Russo is just talking to down there, the marvelous game he pitched. And that, Mr. McCarthy, the gentleman from Buffalo and the wonder manager of the Yankees, who almost never loses, thinks was the World Series. As we'd say out home in the Missouri River bottoms, Russo sort of took the rag off the flatbush with that one. And uh, Mac thinks that uh, it meant the series to him. And, of course, with Coscarot in there, not that Pete isn't a great little ball player, but it uh, isn't Brooklyn's full strength. I would say about Herman's injury that it's sort of as if he'd slipped a rib. And uh, I really doubt that he's going to have an opportunity to play in the series at all. I'm sure Freddie won't. Now, Miss Lucy Monroe is just walking out to the microphone at home plate, talking out there to the band leader. In one moment, you're going to hear the national anthem. While we're waiting, however, these two pitchers are warming up. Atlee Donald right here in front of me. He's the fella that practically got off a farm truck and went to Joe McCarthy. Said, look here, I'm going to be a Yankee pitcher. Now... Uh, lots of fellas try to do that, but very few succeed. But that's what happened to Donald. They sent him over to Newark for a while, but he was a success over there. And now he's come to be a Yankee mainstay. And, of course, uh, Marsh Joe has really got plenty of pitching, not perhaps the great pitching that they had at one time when uh, uh, Ruffing was younger and Gomez was younger. But still, they're good pitchers, and he's got a lot of it, and not the least of them. This fellow, Atley Donald, the farm boy that just got down off the truck and came and said, Mr. McCarthy, I'm going to be a pitcher with the Yankees, and turned out to be one. You know about Kirby Higby, most of you fans. He's what's known as a strong-arm pitcher in baseball. He's, he's a fellow that blazes it through there. Uh... There seemed to be a question about Higby with the Yankees. I've got a lot of confidence in him. A fellow that can win 
20 ball games. Well, he's a pretty good pitcher in my book, and I see no reason why he shouldn't pitch a good game here, even though the Brooklyn team does have to go in without quite full strength. Uh, here comes Miss Monroe, and I'm just watching so that I won't interrupt here. Uh, Casey, was here's the announcement. isn't it that we're all learning to sing that song in this country now now i have much more time but i would like to say that casey told red barber yesterday the reason he didn't cover first on that play was that he saw the ball go back a million and figured it was a hit and stopped after he started and now i'm going to turn you back to my very very good friend bob elson thank you very much bill our friends in just a second we'll give you the official lineup again for today's game you know, it sure is a big moment for Brooklyn, and you men everywhere will chalk this up as a red-letter day if you take advantage of Gillette's special World Series combination offer. Because, fans, you get a regular 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless, absolutely free with the purchase of 10 Gillette Blue Blades. Yes, sir, I mean just that. The shaving cream is an out-and-out -out gift. You pay only 49 cents, the price of the blades alone. And remember, these are today's vastly improved Gillette Blue Blades. By all odds, the easiest shaving blades ever produced. The steel is diamond-tested, so hard it actually cuts glass. What's more, the edges are absolutely the sharpest you've ever used. No wonder these blades outperform and outlast other blades better than two to one. 
Now, fans, let me urge you in all sincerity to make the most of this opportunity. Stock up while you've got the chance. This offer is limited. The supply can't last long. So make it a point to see your dealer today. Take your choice of either the lather or brushless cream free with 10 Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. Well, the umpires have just come out, and the plate today will be Getz of the National League. At third base will be Bill Grieve of the American League. At second will be Babe Pinelli of the National League. And at first base will be Bill McGowan of the American League. We don't anticipate any changes in the lineups because the lineups I gave you were already called down to us from the press box. The two notable changes today are that Riggs will play third for Brooklyn in place of Lavagetto, in that Koskarak will play second in place of Billy Herman. Outside of that, with the natural exceptions of the pitchers, the lineups are the same as we have seen them in the other games. Now for just one last second, the boys are up there dragging the infield to be sure it's real smooth, getting it all set. It's a perfect day. The stage is all set for the number four game of this exciting World Series, the fourth game being played here at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. And so now I'm going to turn our mutual microphone over to my co-worker here in the World Series, Fred Barber, the crack baseball reporter of station WOR, who's all set to give you his thrilling account of the first half of this ball game today. All right, Red, come in. Thank you, Bob. Good afternoon, everybody. Kirby Higby, who will have to start a half an inning sooner than Athley Donald, is really pouring in the last of his warm-up pitches right now. And he is not uh, stopping at all for the conference between the umpires and the two coaches, Fletcher of the Yankees and Dresden of the Dodgers. And now that conference is breaking up. After playing here yesterday, of course, they have very little to go over today in the way of ground rules to refresh themselves and to be all straight. And Higby continues throwing right to the last moment, and it is apparent now that he will throw until he turns to go to the mound to start the game and will not go back into the dugout. The announcements are still being checked over the public address system, and they're just as Bob gave you. Johnny Sturm has selected his bat and is standing uh, over at one end of the Yankee dugout, waiting to be the first hitter, but the Dodgers have yet to take the field. And uh, now each team is sending down its bullpen squad. For Brooklyn, Casey, and Allen right-handers and French left-hander have gone down to the Brooklyn bullpen, and sitting in the front of the Yankee dugout, waiting to go down into the bullpen, are three right-handers, Brewer, Murphy, and Branch. It was uh, Brewer and Branch who were working the bullpen yesterday. And the Dodgers go out to take the field. We'll set the Brooklyn club for you. And there are the, is the Yankee bullpen contingent going down now into the left field corner. Kirby Higby on the mound. Won 22 games and lost nine in the pennant race. Kid from Columbia, South Carolina. 26 years old, 5'11 and 185 pounds. Mickey Owen, back of the plate. The first base is Dom Camilli, it's second base. And it is indeed a large pair of shoes that he is being asked to step into and walk away with. Pete Coscarard, Billy Herman out. Herman yesterday pulled something between his ribs in his left side. And it was very painful, a very painful and muscular hurt. It hurt him so that it, uh, he could hardly get his breath, much less move around. And in addition to those uh, other Yankee pitchers I told you going down to the bullpen, there is a fourth going down, Steve Peake. So the Yankees have four men in the bullpen, and the Dodgers have three. And now the Dodgers are sending down uh, a fourth pitcher into the bullpen. A correction on that, it is a third catcher. So the bullpens are pretty well populated. So it's Koskrod at second base, filling in for Billy Herman, and it's doubtful that Herman will get in for a couple of days. 
I imagine that Herman is one fellow right now who wishes it would rain for two or three days. Give him a chance to get some rest. However, there's no sign of rain with the weather like it is today. Reese is a shortstop, and Riggs goes to third base. Get a left-hand batter in against this uh, right-handed starting pitcher, Donald, for the Yankees. And also, Lavagero's only had one hit an infield single so far in three games. Medrick is in left field, and in center, Pete Reese. Right, Dixie Walker. Johnny Sturm standing to one side. He has three hits for 12 at-bats so far in the World Series. It's a brilliant, hot, sunshiny afternoon, and Kirby Higby waiting for Sturm to step in. The outfield is straight away on Sturm. He hits pretty much to all fields. Riggs is in close by third. Here's the first pitch of the game. It's a high fastball for ball one. Larry Getz of the National League is back at the plate calling balls and strikes. Bill McGowan of the American League is first. Dave Pinelli of the National League is second. And third is Bill Grieve of the American League staff. Art Fletcher is the third base coach for the Yankees. Merrill Combs back at first. Sturm runs up and takes a pitch that is through there. A sharp curve for a call strike. One and one. And Kirby Higby is more than anxious to be in this ball game. He was held out of the last important series when Brooklyn went into St. Louis. And he didn't pitch down there. And so far he's been held out of the World Series. And here he is on the mound. He's one and one with the first batter. Higby throws. Fastball is swung on and missed for strike two. One and two. First man up. No score. The outfielders keep checking the sky after every pitch. It is a bright, brilliant blue. The kind of sky that hurts you to look up at it. Higby throws. The curve swung on the line right back of second base. There's Reese up with it. The throw is in time by a step. And Reese goes back to second base to take Sturm's bid for a hit away from him. And it's the shortstop directly behind second. Moving over nimbly, coming up with it and throwing to Camillion. Sturm is out, and so the ball game commences. One up and one out. And Red Rolf, who has four hits for 12 official at-bats. Left-hand batter, stepping in. Reese comes up almost to the inside grass by third. Cross guard at second. There's a step over toward first base. The outfield is straight away. Higby throws. Strength. Ball. Nothing in one. Just buzzed that one right in there. Bill Corum told you Higby is a strong arms pitcher. He just rears back and pops him down. Now he shakes no. Dodge yes. Pumps. Twice. Throws. Fastball, which is hit into left field for a clean base hit. Rob hustles down to first base, and after taking his turn, holds on. As Medvick throws towards second and reaches the shortstop, goes out to the edge of the left field grass and cuts it off. And Higby, after shaking off Owens, came down with a fastball that was belted on a line into left field, and that is the fifth base hit for Red Rob so far in the series. He now has more hits than the other Yankee. He has more hits than any other player in the series. Now there's a runner at first, Red Rob. Tommy Hendrick is up there, left-hand batter, who has two hits for 11 try. Outfield deep toward right. Hendrick takes a high fastball, ball one. One and all. Outfield pulled around toward right. There's a bit of a breeze which is blowing out toward right field, generally. But not enough wind to make uh, a great deal of difference. Infield up a step. Kicked in position, throws. Hendrick takes high for ball two. Now, Tommy gets his eyes down at Art Fletcher, the third base coach. Takes a flash as the ball player say to see if there's a sign on. Henrik up there. DiMaggio kneeling on his right knee out on deck. 
One man out, no score. Top of the first inning. The pitch is a slow curve that is in for ball strike one. And Higby pulled the string with a breaking ball and threw it over. Henry kept it bluffing all around the plate as though he was going to butt. Then just pulled his bat back and took it for a call strike. Two and one. Smelly holding first base against the runner. Kirby throws. There goes Rob. Henry swings at a fly ball into left. Medrick is waiting for it. Thumbing his glove. The left fielder takes it. The throw is to second base and reached the shortstop again. Interception. Cuts it off. And with a hit and run on, Roth went down to second and then came back. As Henry cried out to left fielder Medrick. Now there is a tumultuous noise that goes rolling and re-echoing through these double-deck stands as DiMaggio steps in. The outfield is deep and well around toward left. The left side of the infield is way back and shortstop Reese is two-thirds of the way over toward third. Cross-guard at second is almost over directly behind the bag and Camille holds the bag against Rolf. A curve is high and inside at three-quarter speed from all one. Right-handed pitcher Kirby Higby. H-R-G-P-E. And a right-hand batter, Joe DiMaggio, standing up there in that flat-footed stance, feet wide apart. Brings that stick way back. Swings, there's a high foul ball. It's coming down deep behind right field and lands untouched in the right field bullpen. And second baseman Koskarat was the man who was closest to it, and he was 15 steps away. As he told you, the outfield was pulled well around toward left field, where right fielder Dixie Walker was practically and almost over to center field. He had no chance at all on a high foul ball out alongside the right field line, about 10 feet foul. Now it's one ball and one strike. Brad Joe standing back. Rubbing his hands dry. Going for dirt. Now steps in and sets himself. Slightly open stance. Again, leading off first, two out, no score, top of the first. Higby slowed down on a pitch just under the hand. Ball two. DiMaggio took one hitch, took two hitches, and says, Oh, I don't want it. Took it for ball two. Two and one. Let up ball. Higby in position with a runner on in back of him. Delivers. DiMaggio takes a low curve for ball three. Three and one. Fast, low outside curve. The ball is called for by a plate of Larry gets and inspected. It's found to be all right, not marked or roughed. Three balls, one strike. The Yankees may have the run and hit off. Let's see. Rob dances off first. And draws a throw. Slides back in under Camilla's tag safely. One, the Maggio waiting. Roth holds as the pitch is high inside ball four. Roth was not running, and the Maggio has walked. The Yankees now have men at first and second. Roth moving to second base. He got on with a single, the only hit of the game, and the Maggio with a walk. He's on at first. No activity. He's a club bullpen. There's Charlie Keller stepping in. Keller, who has three hits for 10 at bats. The Maggio, who was just up there and is at first, has two hits for 11 official at bats. Keller stepping in. He's the Yankee strong boy. Chokes that stick just about an inch. Crowds that plate from behind for a left-hand batter. He's very stocky and powerful. Takes a high outside fastball for ball one. One and all. Reza was a few steps over toward right center, but in response to a sign from the Brooklyn bench, he moves back to where he's almost in straightaway center. Higby throws a curve that is high and outside, thrown by a right-hander to a left-hand batter, one that did not come down and in. Ball two. 
and the breeze is a little more brisk as it blows out toward right field, which, as you know, is the short field at Brooklyn. 297 feet along the line, but there is a 39-foot wall and screen in back of right field. Now the runners off first and second, ready to go on anything. He becomes down 2 nothing, and in there for a strike. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Mickey Owen. Settling down in his rocking chair, back of the plate, pumping the sign. Now comes halfway up. Higby pitches 2-1. A fastball, which is hit wide. A first and through in the right field for a base hit. There is Ralph coming around third to score. Walker's throw goes to third base, but not in time. DiMaggio reaches there, standing up, as Teller singles sharply. Through the hole between first and second into right field. Hit it right on the nose. And the Yankees go ahead. One to nothing. And this is the first time that either team has scored a run in the first inning of a World Series game this year. And Joe McCarthy has come tearing out of the Yankees' dugout and is having a bit of a conference to Larry Getz, the plate umpire. And whatever Joe says, uh, we can't figure out, but at any rate, Getz turns around and says very vehemently and points to himself that whatever the decision is, that he would give it. Solid base hit for Charlie Keller. His third hit of the series, and the Yankees score ahead one to nothing. That's the first run scored in any first inning. Be the team in so far this World Series. Adam Adjo's at third, Keller at first, Bill Dickey up. Swings and misses at a fastball inside, practically on his hands. Nothing in one. These two hits here in the first inning have both been sharp. Outfield, straight away on Dickey. Tall catcher leans over the plate and then leans away from a pitch that's inside, waist high. Ball one. One ball, one strike. Higby rubs the fingers of his right hand across the front of his uniform. A single, a walk, with two out of single by Keller, and the Yankees lead one to nothing. Dickey takes a curve low inside, just above the knees. Ball two. Two and one. Higby turns, walks off the mound, goes to the rosin bag, stands there. No activity in the Brooklyn bullpen. Dickey steps out of the box, gets tired of waiting. DiMaggio leaning down off third. He can really lope around those bases. On that single into right field, he reached third base standing up. Didn't have to slide. Dickey swings, breaks his bat, hits a line drive at Coscarot Traps and throws to first base in time for the out. Coscarot trapped the ball and had to make the play at first. Dickey broke his bat. Here it snapped. And the out was accomplished. Second baseman to the first baseman for the Yankees in the top of the first inning. It is one run. Two hits. Two men were left. No broken errors. When the Yankees come back in the second, it'll be the third of their hitting list of nine. Gordon, Rizzuto, and Abney Donald. At the moment, Donald is walking out to the mound. He's tall, six feet, 185 pounds, and has very long arms, and has a tremendously complete follow-through. He's very loose, and when he is snapping off his pitches, he makes a complete turn out there on the mound, and when he finishes his follow-through, his pitching hand, his right hand, is practically down on the ground. For Brooklyn, Reese will be first up, followed by Walker, and then by Reza. It's a magnificent afternoon from the weather standpoint. The temperature is in the high 80s, and the humidity is 
And the sun is bright. And as the ball players say, there is not an angel in the sky, meaning a cloud. When the players look up on pop flies and fly balls, they're looking into nothing but bright blue. For the Yankees, it is Donald limbering up. Throwing down to Buddy Rosa. Now Rosa surrenders the mitt to Dickey. Dickey making the last out. Top of the first inning had to go back, put on the catching tools. The mask, chest protecting the shin guards. And now Dickey is receiving the rest of the preliminary pitches thrown by Donald. The infield is Sturm at first. Gordon at second. Rizzuto at short. Ralph at third. In left field is Charlie Keller who drove in the Yankees one run as they lead one to nothing. Center field is DiMaggio. And in right field is Tommy Henry. Reese, who has four for 12. Stepping in to be the first batter, last half of the first inning. Charlie Dresden is the Brooklyn third base coach. And the MGR himself, Leo DeRocha, back of first. There's Donald, tall right-hander. Throws overhand a fastball that is fouled up. Halfway to first base, Dickey goes down and the catcher grabs it. Either Dickey or Sturm could have made the catch, but Dickey was under a full head of steam and Sturm got out of the way. But Sturm took a look up at that foul ball, and after Dickey made the catch, Sturm sort of shook his head as if to say, it's tough looking up above. And Reese going after the first pitch, fouls out to catch a Bill Dickey. One up, one pitch made by Donald, one out. Last the first inning, one to nothing. Favor the Yankees. Dixie Walker, who has one hit for 10 at-bats. Standing to one side. Knocking the dirt out from under his spikes. Last steps in. Tall, willowy. Loose left-handed batter. Bill Dickey down to give the sign. The Yankee outfield toward right. There's a high outside fastball. Ball one. Donald won nine. Lost five this last year. There he is, a full sweeping stretch up overhead. Delivers. Pours a fastball through there for a call strike. One and one. One ball and one strike. Dixie standing right in the middle of batter's box. Donald works. Fred bunts down toward third base. Donald off the mound. Picks it up the throw to first base. Is in time by a half step. And Walker is thrown out. The pitcher to the first baseman. Push to bunt. Midway between the mound and third. Donald can get there a step ahead of Rolf. And that step difference made the play. And Walker's out. Pitcher to the first baseman. Pete Reza, who has one for 11, steps in. Donald looks around, checking the Yankee defense in back of it. Gordon is it deep at second base. The outfield around toward right. Reza takes a high curve just under the shoulders for a call strike. Nothing in one. Donald ready. When he goes down, Start is pumping, he almost touches the ground. Straights up throws, Reza swings and misses at a high inside fastball that really had something on it. High strike two. It's one to nothing favor the Yankees. Two out for Brooklyn, nobody on. Last first inning. This is game number four. The 1941 World Series. Honor stand two games for the Yankees. One for the Dodgers. Left side of the infield, up halfway. Reza's fast. Pete swings and there's a foul. Back up third and into the stands. Upper deck. Nothing in two. Everything sort of quiet for the moment as Donald walks around back of the mound, rubbing up the ball assistant put in play. Dickey goes down. Lewis Crouch gives the sign. Clean up gets working off the catcher's right shoulder into the crack between the catcher and the left-hand batter. 
There's Donald pumping. Throws high for ball one. Got a waste of the fastball up there to see if Reason would go after it. He didn't. One and two. And the wind is now blowing rather steadily, but not too strongly, out toward right field. As it fits it is high, a sort of a three-quarter speed let-up ball. Two and two. Donald looks down into the ground in front of him as though he was reading a note from somebody. Now lifts his eyes, takes the sign from Dickie, and starts pumping. Throws. Breezer takes high for ball three. And Donald threw him a high downer. Didn't come down enough. Full count of three, two. After getting ahead of Breezer, nothing in two. Donald then started working on him. He's been pitching him uh, first a fastball, then a let-up pitch, and then a downer. All high. They're not pitching Reese anything low if they can help it. Donald pumping twice, three times. Delivers 3-2. Reese swings and misses. And a high inside fastball. Strike three swinging. And it's nothing across for Brooklyn. Down one, two, three. At the end of the first inning, it is a run. Two hits and no errors for the Yankees. No runs, no hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. And that ends the first inning. There's punch and plenty of it behind Gillette's big offer, friends. Yes, sir, free Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless. With the purchase of ten easy shaving Gillette blue blades at the regular price of the blades alone. You can't tie that. So pop over to your dealers while this offer lasts. Get a tube of Gillette shaving cream with ten improved Gillette blue blades for only 49 cents. Well, this fourth game of the World Series is now going into the second inning. Nothing and nothing, and here's Red. Joe Gordon, who has four hits for six official at-bats. First up in the second inning will be followed by Rizzuto, then by Donald. In case you just tuned in, the Yankees jumped off to a one-run lead in the first inning, which had just been finished, of this fourth World Series ball game, when after Sturm had grounded out short to first, a brilliant play by Reese, Roth singled sharply on a line into left field, then held on as Henrik flied out to left, and with two gone, DiMaggio walked, getting ball four in a 3-1 pitch, which was a let-up ball high and inside. And then Keller promptly shot a line drive single through the hole between first and second into right field and Rob scored. Higby, who's ready to pitch to Gordon, got out of it, getting Dickey to break his bat swing on a pitch, bounced one out, second to first. Outfield well around to a left on Joe, who takes a high outside fastball, ball one. Gordon is one of the most feared batters in baseball. Magnificent eyes, magnificent coordination, and a great set of wrists. Higby pitches. Gordon takes high for ball two. Two and out. Gordon steps back. Goes for some dirt. This is just as hot an afternoon as you would expect in midsummer. The heat is really blistering. Players are perspiring freely. That's why you see them going into the dirt after every pitch when they're hitting. There's a pitch high and inside for ball three, and Higby's behind three and zero. First man up, and there's Coach Charlie Dresden stepping from the Brooklyn dugout and motioning down to the bullpen for activity and motions with his left arm, that means French. Gordon takes a strike. Three, nothing pitch was laid through there. And left-hander Larry French, who relieved and pitched to one man yesterday in the eighth inning, which turned the ball game upside down. That was Dickie, French got him hit into a double play, and French is getting busy down the Brooklyn bullpen right now. Gordon swings on a 3-1 pitch and fouls it to the top of the stands behind third base. 3-1, a 3-2. Full count. 
Keep you very calmly going about his business out there on the mound. I feel as deep as it can get, around toward left. Kirby sets, pumps, delivers. Gordon swings and hits it right back to the mound. Higby knocks it down, picks it up. The throw is to first, in time by a step and a half. And Gordon is out. The pitcher to the first baseman. And the story on that is that Higby was behind three to nothing to Gordon with his first three pitches. Dresden stepped out of the Dodger dugout, motioned for left hand to Larry French to get busy in the bullpen. And then Higby threw nothing but strikes and got Gordon throwing him out at first himself. Now it is one up and one gone on top of the second. Scooter Rizzuto. Stocky right hand batter. Takes a fastball inside after looking for a split second so he might be toying with the idea of laying down a bunt. One ball, no strikes. Briggs in close by third. Rizzuto is very adept. Pushing bunts down toward third and beating them out. Higby throws. A high outside curve. Ball two. Two and oh. Higby looks in toward the Brooklyn dugout, toward DeRosha. Makes some sort of sign with his hands and Higby nods in the affirmative. Kirby pitches 2-0. Fastball right above the knees, over the inside slice for call strike. 2-1. Two, two balls, one strike. One man out. Nobody on. No traffic on the bases at all here in the second inning. The Yankees lead 1-0. Well, the great crowd settles down silently and watches. Rizzuto swings. There's a fly ball into short center. Here's Reza coming in. Now he's under it. And center fielder has it for the out. Two up and two gone. And pitcher Donald is just now stepping out of the Yankee dugout. Here he is coming into view, and there's the applause growing as the fans out here see it. Donald is a right-handed pitcher, but a left-hand batter. who was throwing very busily for uh, about two minutes down in the bullpen is now sort of eased up. Donald leaning over the plate. Takes a high outside fastball. Ball one. The outfield is not uh, around what right. They don't figure Gordon, uh, Donald, to pull Higby. There's a fastball blown right through. One and one. Reason the center field is over toward left center. Medrick is a couple of steps closer than normal or straight away toward the line. Higby throws. There's a high pop fly to short. There's Reese going back, shielding his eyes with his glove, and makes the catch. He had to look into that sky a long time. There's nothing across for the Yankees. Top of the second inning. Up one, two, three, and out. And the Yankees lead one to nothing, and that ends the first half of the second inning. Almost 35,000 of the Flatbush faithful have Abbott's Field bulging at the seams here today. That's a lot of people, and yet more than 100 times that many men have purchased Gillette Tech razors in recent months. Boy, to win fans at this rate, you've got to be good. Well, this Tech razor really has what it takes. Why, we could spend the rest of the afternoon reading wires from users. You should hear what users, including the players on both these embattled teams, have to say. Joe DiMaggio, for example, reports the Gillette Tech put me wise to real shaving comfort. The Tech's four major improvements account for such enthusiasm as this. See what a difference they make. Ask your dealer for the World Series Special Gillette Tech with five improved Gillette Blue Blades. Pay only 49 cents and get the slickest shaving combination ever produced. going into the last half of the second inning, and here's Red. Dolph Camilli is first up for the Dodgers to be followed by Riggs and then by Medwick. 
The outfield around toward right. Camille has one hit for 10 at-bats in the series. Takes a curve that breaks in to him good for a call strike. Donald right-hander on the mound. Bill Dickey is his battery mate. Camille standing midway in batter's box. Leans in. Swings and there's a fire one hit out toward right field. And it is up against the wall for an extra base. There's Camille on his way for second. Here comes DiMaggio's throw and ball slide and is safe. And Camille doubles. Sliding in just under Rizzuto's tag. And that was a beautiful throw from DiMaggio who took the ball on the rebound on the column as it came off the right field concrete wall. A double by Camille. Open up the last half of the second, and Brooklyn has a tying run halfway around. A great throw by DiMaggio, and Rizzuto was a little bit, uh, well, shall we say, burning at the moment. And Camille was called safe. Well, Rizzuto was trying to make the tag from the center field side of second base, and Camille, seeing what was coming up, slid in from the pitcher's side of second base, and that made the difference. So Camille on in second. And Lou Riggs is up. He's hitting at a thousand in the series. He pinch hit in the first game. He's one for one. This is his first starting assignment. Left hand batter and a crouch. Takes high inside for ball one. The Yankees lead one to nothing, and the Dodgers are battling now. Take that leg away and tie it up. Off is right off third. Rizzuto is halfway up and short. The right side of the infield is back. Outfield shaded toward right. Donald throws, Riggs swings, and there's a high foul back to the top of the stands, out of play. One and one. One ball, one strike. Here's Madison DeRocha coming down from behind first base where he's coaching. Calls Riggs to one side. Tells him something. Alio goes trotting back. Larry gets steps around, brushes off home plate. Bill Dickey walked a few paces out in front of the plate. Says something to Donald. Another tall, long-armed right-hander for the Yankees, Atley Donald, stands there in the sun, shining down on him. Camille dances off second. Riggs crouches over the plate. Right-hander pitches. Riggs takes high and inside for ball two. Two and one. And every time that a Yankee pitcher is in the slightest bit of trouble, Dickey immediately starts walking in front of the plate, killing a little time before throwing the ball back. It's a device he uses to sort of keep the pitcher going along easily and not letting work too much of a hurry. Donald throws, Riggs swings, and there's a high fly ball into very short right. Underneath it is right fielder Henrik, waiting, waiting. Makes the catch, and Camille holds at second base, and the throw-in goes to second. And Henrik was coming in all the time with his glove up over his face in addition to his sunglasses. That's how strong the sun is and how bright the sky. Sunglasses are not enough today. Now Riggs, five ball to the right field, and it's one out. Joe Medrick stepping in. Joe has four for 12. Don Camille on at second. Open up the last half of the second with a two-bagger. Outfield is around toward left on Medrick. The biggest hole is right center. Infield is up one step and straight away. Medrick swings, bounces one to third. Rolf grabs it, drives the runner back to second, throws to first high, and Henrik gets off the bag and gets back in time. And Medrick and DeRocher are now making a score to first base umpire Bill McGowan, claiming that Stern did not get his toe back onto the bag. And is out number two, and Camille remains at second base. The ball was hit to third ahead of the runner. And it's now two out. 
That was a very high throw from Roth that an inch higher would have been a complete overthrow and into the stands. As it was, Sturm had to leave first base, went way up into the air, and then coming down, stretched with his foot and just did tick the corner of first base. That's two gone. The batter is Mickey Owen, and the Yankees still hold their lead of one to nothing. And Camilli, who opens up with the double last to second, is still at second. Infield up a step on Mickey. Camilli ready to go on anything now. Two out. Owen gets tired of waiting on Donald and backs up. I don't believe you can recall a series in which all pitching has been done with so much deliberation. back in there. Completely closed stance. Takes a high inside curve for ball one. Donald was working along in the first inning when he was setting the Dodgers down as fast as they got up. Just firing that ball back as quick as he could get the side from Dickey. But here in the second inning with Camille at second, taking his time. Throws a fast sidearm fastball through there. And it's ball strike one. One and one. One ball, one strike. Dickey walks out in front of the plate, and uh, the ball is thrown in. There he gets. Takes it out of play. Puts in another one. Mickey Owen turned around and asked for that uh, examination. One and one. Dickey's standing in front of the plate, and Donald turns his back on him. And Donald fiddles around. Oh, in the meantime, popping that stick, leaning over the plate. Crossbrot bent at the knees in a severe crouch. Chokes that stick about two inches up from the knob. Donald throws. In fact, I guess, uh, I'd say that between pitches here in the last half of the second inning, we have time for at least uh, maybe two Gillette shaves. Throws 2-2. A curve that just misses low inside, and the count runs full. Three balls and two strikes. So it's an automatic run and hit. Mickey on at first, Alcamilli at second, will be on their ways. On a favor motion of Donald's right arm. The pitch is Koskarot's judgment. Outside, ball four, he'll take it. He's in the strike zone, he'll be after it. Let's see what happens. Donald in position. There's a stir in the stands. The pitch is swung on and missed for strike three. A fast sidearm pitch just at the spot around the knee. Kasparov was struck out. And that was all for the Bookton bid. That's the second strikeout for Donald. And so it is a run, two hits, no errors for the Yankees. No runs, one hit, and no errors for the Dodgers. It's a story for two full innings, one to nothing. Favor the Yankees. And on the broadcast with the best wishes of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. We're going to pause for 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Field, Brooklyn. Getting ready for the third inning in the top of the Yankee batting order. Higby is taking his time, and he's just now leaving the Dodger dugout and walking to the mound. 
And this game is being played with more deliberation than all of the others put together. And we thought in the other games we'd seen some very deliberate baseball staged. I think it is a part of uh, what you would call the practical uh, playing psychology of the two teams. Here in a tough series, to have the pitchers take their time and let the hitters wait. As the pitchers say, let the boys cool off up there. And on occasion, we've seen the uh, fire return from the batters, seeing that the pitcher would be just ready to throw, would step back out of the box. That would uh, be calculated to upset the pitcher to a degree. You recall yesterday when Johnny Allen came on to relieve in the ninth inning. It was uh, Russo himself who stepped out on Allen. And Allen uh, was exploded enough to come all the way down to the plate and bellow. However, it didn't upset his pitching efficiency. But at any rate, that gives you a key as to what they're trying to do, and it is being done calculatedly and deliberately. Now Higby's ready, and Stern, who opened the ball game by being thrown out, has reached the shortstop, went back of second for the grounder. Stern is up for his second at bat. He now has three hits for 13 official tries here in the series. Outfield shaded around toward left. One to nothing, favor the Yankees. Stern swings and calls the first pitch right back. It hits the stands with a solid crack, hit a pipe. Nothing in one. Higby pitching, he's one of the fellows who defies the face. He wears number 13. In fact, that would have been quite a story if, uh, if 13 were Fitzsimmons' number. The way he was cracked on the knee yesterday. Stern, a left-hand hitter, leaning over the plate, takes from the outside, all one. Higby, a right-hander, Mickey Owen, catching. Early at first, Oscar out at second. Reese is at short at third is Lou Riggs today. Abajado played third the first three games. Stern swings at a drive out toward right field. Walker going over against the wall and pulls it down for the out. Ball for Stern. Nice running catch by right fielder Dixie Walker. In the outfield for Brooklyn, there's Medrick in left field. Reese in center and Walker in right. There's been no change there throughout the entire series. There's been no change in any of the Yankee positions except on the mound. Red Rolfe got the first hit of the ball game, and that ultimately led to the one run of the game. Rolfe single in the first inning. That's five for 13, left-hand batter. It's a low curve under the knees, ball one. The breeze that was an inning ago now isn't. Flags hanging limp at the staffs. Rolfe takes a strike. It's two of the knees, one and one. One ball, one strike. One and nothing in favor of the Yankees. Rolfe a single in the first inning, moving to second as the manager walked and scored on Keller's single. Higby throws, Rolfe swings and belts it right back through the middle, a line drive at a short center for a clean base hit. And Rolfe now has two for two this afternoon. He has two of the three Yankee hits off Higby. And Rolfe now has a total of a half a dozen base hits here in the series. Tommy Henry, who has two hits for 12 at-bats stepping in. Drives the plate from behind as a left-hand batter. Chow tails that wood. Put it down by the end. One out, Rolf at first. Henry takes a let-up ball, a slow pitch. Change of pace, it was outside, ball one. Come into the first baseman holding the bag against the runner. Then as Higby pitches into the plate, Dolph cuts out a couple of steps. Henry swings and misses at a hip-a-dipper curveball, breaking down under his hands. One and one. Shaded toward right and back. Henrik sets, takes fastball low and outside. Ball two. Good one. No activity in the bullpen. French did throw some 
in the second inning when it looked as though Hickby was going to lose his control and he hasn't thrown since and there has not been a ball thrown in the Yankee bullpen in McDonald. Hickby pitches low outside for ball three. Three and one. And there's Dresden stepping out in front of the Dodger dugout and motioning for a left-hander and a right-hander to get busy. So there is French getting up. There's the pitch. A strike call just out of the shoulders on the outside. Three and two. And the right-hander getting up is Hugh Casey. Three two to Henry. Let's see if Roth is going down. Well, the Yankees are playing a running hit or not. One out. Digby delivers. There goes Roth. Henrik swings and it's a line drive foul. And French knocks it down in the Brooklyn bullpen. Turned around with the crack of the bat. And the ball came to him on the first bounce. Just missed about four feet. And Roth, who was all the way around the third, pulls up. Goes cutting back diagonally across the diamond, walking toward first. Sets three and two right on. Well, the Yankees were running then. Let's see if they're running again. This has been a running series. I can recall no World Series in which the games have been tied to figures 3-2, 3-2, and 2-1 ball games. You'd have a lot of bunting and playing for one run, but it hasn't been that way at all. He's been positioned delivers. There goes Roth again. Henrik swings. There's a high fly ball deep into right center. It's so way back out, John. Walker back to the wall. Reza back. And Walker makes the catch. Compete against the wall. The throw is comes into second base, and Roth gets back to first. Dixie Walker takes one right off the concrete, 400 feet away. Listen. That was a tremendous high fly ball belted in the general direction of where the World's Fair was a year ago. And Walker went right back up against the concrete wall, deep right center. Reese, the center fielder, was coming over and hesitated slightly, but Walker didn't. He fouled right on and made the catch. Now it is two out to Matthew up and Roth is back at first. And Joe gets away from it, it's right up under the chin. One and all. Matthew deep around foot left. Demetrio walked in the first inning. The pitch is change of pace, very slow, down in front of the shins. Ball two. And Brooklyn pitchers continue pitching uh, here and there, around and about, giving Demetrio some of this and some of that. Uh, anything of the same, right back again if they can help it. Higby throws a fast ball that is beaten down foul, and Demetrio really wound up on it. He windmilled for that one. Two and one. Joe doesn't say anything. That first pitch really made him almost get under a low bridge. Two and one. Two out. The Yankees lead one to nothing. And they are at bat in the third inning with Red Rolf. Possessor of two straight singles. The runner at first, Millie Holding. Higby throws. The match swings at a bounding ball to deep short. Reese is up with it. Throws to second to Cosgrad for an easy force on Rolf. The runner coming down from first. Scored DiMaggio the force out, and Higby pitches out of that trouble in the third inning. And Dixie Walker really turned it. There's a tremendous ovation given Walker as he comes tearing into the stand. Listen. And so 
the end of two and a half innings. It is a run. Three hits, no errors for the Yankees. For the Dodgers, it is no run. One hit and no errors. And there is Donald. Paul, long-armed, long-legged right-hander. He's very loose out there on the mound. One of the loosest pitchers you'll ever see. When he has nobody on, he's using a full pumping motion. He bends down until his gloved hand, the fingers of it, the fingers of the glove actually scrape the ground. It's a pumping motion which is just as complete as Vandermeer, the Cincinnati Reds. And then when he follows through, he comes all the way around. Going down to Bill Dickey. And the Yankee club now on the field defensively in the last of the third. There's applause for Hickby as he comes out to be the first batter in the last of the third inning. Donald and Dickey, the battery, an infield of Sturm at first, Gordon at second, Rizzuto at short, and Rolf at third. And the outfield, Keller, is in left, and center, DiMaggio, and in right field is Henry. Kirby Higby, a big 13, passes on the back of his monkey suit blouse. Right-hand batter up there. Swings and taps the pitch foul. Back of first base is coming down close to the stands, and in the midst of the spectators, not a play. Sturm is over there watching. Nothing in one. Higby swinging a brown bat. Holds it down by the end. Outfield a couple of steps toward right. They don't play him to pull. Higby swings, fouls it back. Strike two. Everything sort of quiet. Two teams battling along. Neither never out of reach of the other. This game so far is following the pattern set by the first three. Higby swings and hits it into left center field for a base hit. It's in for a clean single. Higby, to the roar of the crowd, pulls up at first. Two strikes on him. Donald slowed up somewhat, and Higby timed it and tapped it. Into center. Letters at number two to the Dodgers. is holding Higby's jacket. Kirby slipped his arms in. Keep his right arm warm. Now the top of the Brooklyn batting order, beginning its second go-round. Reese to be followed by Walker. Scores one to nothing. Maybe the Yankees and the Dodgers have the potential tying run on it first. Now Rolf is right off third. Sturm is right off first. They're both ready to come in if a butt's going to be the play. Donald throws. Reese sets the button and takes a pitch that's high and outside. Ball one. The maneuvering of the infield, as you know, on a front play. On the pitch, the first baseman comes running in. The third baseman comes running in. The shortstop goes over to cover second, and the second baseman comes over to take first. And the pitcher breaks off the mound toward the third baseline. Here's the pitch, and Reese punts at it and misses it completely. The pitch was over anyhow for a strike. One and one. Now there's Sturm walking back to take first base. Rolf backing back toward third. Rizzuto going back out to short. Gordon back to second. Outfield around toward left. Biggest hole is right center. One and one. Reese slim the right-hand batter. Here's Sturm, halfway in. And then there's no pitch. Donald backs back off the mound. And the Yankee infield now is, by their action, virtually certain that Reese will be bunting. Let's see. One and one. Reese swings at the bounding ball down toward second base. Gordon up with it. The play's back to second base, and Higby is forced. 
bases on at first with a force out. And what the Dodgers tried to do was cross up the Yankee infield, but it's awful hard to do at the right side with a man by the name of Joe Gordon down there. Of course, that was a bounding ball, which was hit down to the right side of the infield. And Gordon was up with it and played back to Rizzuto, the shortstop, covering at second base. And it was a force on Higby. force out. Speaking in terms of a potential sacrifice a moment ago, friends, there is no need to sacrifice shaving comfort another day. Get one of those Gillette Tech razors and see how easy this shaving can be. Bill Dickey out at the mound talking to Donald for the moment. Here's Dixie Walker coming in. And with Donald taking so much time on the mound, in fact, the Yankee pitchers... Uh, Ruffing set the pattern, and everyone thought he was quite deliberate the opening day game. But uh, the pitches who have followed have been even more deliberate, and today Donald is setting an all-time record. Uh, time at last between pitches when he has men on. Walker up, left-hand batter. Dixie swings as a line drive in the short left. Keller comes in under it and takes it for the out. And Reese, halfway out of second, returns back to first. What we started to say was, in answer to Donald's taking so much time, the Brooklyn batters are deliberately now being very slow about getting in to even begin hitting. Two out for the Dodgers. Last to the third. One to nothing. Favor the Yankees. Here's Pete Reza, who was struck out swinging in the first inning. Left-hand banner. Yes, one for 12. I feel around toward right. Donald throws. Reza takes a fastball low and outside. That's the first low pitch that Reza has seen today. But that one was blown away. Ball one. Reese at first, ready to go on anything. And Stern is giving him full attention, holding the bag against him. Donald in position. Throws. Reese swings at a bounding ball deep to the right side. Gordon juggles it as it goes through. And there is Reese going around second for third. Reese spins around first base, puts on the brakes, and then comes back into first. Gordon came over and did very well to get a glove on the ball, but couldn't hold it. It went on through and into right field. We're waiting for the judgment of the score, and it's a hit. It's a single for Reese. Single through the second baseman. And Reese running with two outs, zoomed around and into third base. And that is the third hit for Rutgers. There's no activity in the Yankee bullpen. And Dolph Camilli, who doubled in the second inning, is stepping up. Bill Dickey walks in front of the plate. There are the Yankees using the delayed tactics again. Dickey holds up two fingers, indicating two outs. And every pitch is being very carefully thought out. Every maneuver is being plotted. Outfield around toward right. Donald in position, Reese leading down, off third, Reese off first, Camille swings and misses, and he really took a cut. Dickey walks in front of the plate and returns the ball to the mound, nothing in one. As Dickey goes back at the plate, cuts his eyes into the dugout, it's one and nothing in favor of the Yankees, and Camille, one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball because he swings hard and always swings, is up there. 
The roommates are on the bases. Reese at third. Reese at first. Donald delivers. High outside. Ball one. One and one. Two men gone. Out through around toward right. Now there's a steady hubbub. Rolling around. The over 30,000 fans. One ball. One strike. Donald. Waiting, now throws. Fastball low inside. The Dickey had to stop right down in front of his right foot. Now Bill slips his mitt, starts rubbing the ball, walks out toward the mound. Two balls, one strike to Camille. Gee, this weather. You'd be surprised to really know what the weather has done to the four wardrobes of the fair sex. They were all set for this series with furs, etc., but they're having little chance to wear them. Shirt sleeve weather. Donald pitches 2-1. Camille swings and grounds it foul. Halfway down toward first base. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Gordon comes in from second to the mound. He's talking to Donald. Ralph comes over from third. And now Larry gets orders that ball to be thrown into him for an inspection. And after twirling it in his fingers, you find some abrasion on it. Tosses it out. Puts in another new one. And Dickie takes it. Rubbing it up. Walks out to the mound. So the status. One to nothing is the score. Favor the Yankees. The Dodgers are threatening the last to second inning. It's two and two to Camille. Reese is the runner at third base. And Reza is the runner at first. And they both can fly. The outfield is deep and around toward right on Dolph. Left side of the infield is up a step with Rizzuto at short. Pinched in toward second. Gordon is his normal depth. Straight away at second base and Sturm holding first against Riza. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball under the hands. Taken for ball three. It's three and two to Camille. And now DeRosha runs over to first base to remind Riza to be sure and be on his way. That it's an automatic run and hit as far as he and Camille are concerned. Three two. Ralph pushes the peak of his cap up slightly above his eyes and steps in. Dickey goes down very coolly in the catching crouch. Off the side. This could be a very important pitch right now. Donald looks down, takes the sign. Stretches, and then Camille backs out. And Camille backs out on him. Now Donald is allowed to stand there on the mound. 3-2. Really steps back in, and Donald goes back in the mound with a rosin bag. Three balls, two strikes. Camille's waiting. Donald sets in position. Delivers. Camille swings at a ground ball straight to first baseman Stern, who picks it up with his foot already on the bag. And Camille is out. And Donald slowed down slightly on that pitch, and Donald overswung on it. Down and out to the opposing first baseman. Unassisted. That's all for the Brooklyn bid. No runs and two hits. Two men were left. So Yankee errors. The end of three innings. A run. Three hits. And no errors for the Yankees. No runs. Three hits and no errors for the Dodgers. And that ends the third inning. Well, before Charlie Keller steps up to the platter and start the fourth inning, I've time to remind you again of Gillette's free shaving cream offer. And I mean free. You get a regular 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless, with 10 easy shaving glass-hard Gillette blue blades for 49 cents, just the price of the blades alone. So see your dealer, man. 
Get yours today. All right, this fourth game of the World Series is going into the fourth inning. Score one to nothing, favor the Yankees, and here's Red Barber. Well, the delay and the... Uh pitches and the batter stepping out too reminds us of one of those priceless stories of Al Shanks. I think he tells it on Mo Berg that the second game of double header and Mo was having to catch both of them. It was very hot that the pitcher was uh, Mo would go down and give the sign the pitcher would get ready to pitch and the batter would step out and then uh, when the batter would step in the pitcher would break back off the rubber and so finally Berg went over and sat down in the dugout said to the plate umpire notify those two whenever they're ready to play ball I'll come out and catch. Charlie Keller, who's single in the first inning, ripped into right field. Sent the Yankees ahead one to nothing. That's the way the score stands right now. Hickley pitches, and Keller swings and fouls one behind first base. He fell away from an inside pitch and then went after it. Strike one. Keller has four hits for 11 at-bats. And it is amazing that the pitching efficiency continues at such a high standard throughout this series because you have two tremendously strong power ball clubs. Two clubs that can hit. Higby throws and misses with his change of pace on the outside. One and one. Outfield around toward right. First man up in the fourth inning. One to nothing. Favor the Yankees. The pitch is a low inside curve down by the shins. Ball two. Two and one. First base coach, Art Fletcher, back of third. Higgy pitches 2-1. A letter ball, which is swung on, is going deep out toward right center. Back up against the screen and bounding across for next to base. Here's Keller coming into second and makes it standing. Reza took the ball on the rebound off the wall. And it is a tremendous double by Keller. Higby slowed up, came down with a three-quarter speed pitch, and you could see Keller just gather himself and wait for it. Timed it perfectly and fell it as high and far to right center field. And it is a double by Keller to give him two for two. And Keller and Rolf have a monopoly on the Yankee hit so far for the afternoon. And now Mickey Owen is out at the mound, talking to Higby. The Brooklyn catcher comes stuffing his way now, back toward the plate. It's a big double by Charlie Keller. First hitter of the fourth inning. And Dresden steps out now and motions down to the Brooklyn bullpen. For the fireman. Start warming up. Left hand to Larry French, who's apparently first on call today. Gets up to start throwing. Roy Spencer. Dickey, the batter, takes a high outside fastball. Ball one. Charlie Keller on at second. Nobody gone. Top of the four. Dickey bounced out second to first in the first inning. He has three hits for 13 at-bats in the series. Takes high for ball two. Two and all. Larry French losing no time down the boat, but he's throwing hard. The third time he's been up throwing down there. Take in position, looks at second, delivers. Dickey takes ball three. Pitch just inside on the hands. Fastball. Three and all. Dickey steps in. Certainly moves around easily in a ball game. Dickey throws 3 nothing, Right through there. Dickey, let him go. 3 and 1. Let's see what happens. Three balls, one strike. Nobody out. Keller at second. The ankle's giving him no trouble at all in the series. Dickey takes high outside ball four and walks. And a double followed by a base on ball. That's the second walk given up by Higby. And the Yankees are now clustered at first and second. And Joe Gordon stepping in. 
Mickey Orn goes out to the mound. And now is Higby in trouble. It is the Brooklyn turn to start figuring before every pitch. The stakes are so high here in this World Series. There is so much pressure on the two clubs to beat each other because otherwise this is a neighborhood brawl. Otherwise these are the boys from not one side of the street coming across to visit the other, but the boys from across the river, as they say around this part of the country. First meeting ever of the Yankees and the Dodgers, a World Series. Now the runners at first and second, nobody out and Gordon up. Right hand batter. Takes a fastball inside under the shoulders, right up on the letters. Ball one. One and all. Higby takes his time standing there now. Art Fletcher talking it up from back third. Dickey leading off first. Outfield around toward left. And Gordon gets away from a high inside curve. Has to turn back from it. Ball two. Two and all. Mickey Owen crouches. Gives the sign. Two nothing. Higby throws. Over for a strike. And high. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Keller at second. Dickey at first. Brooklyn infield is back. Back on the left side. Gordon runs up and swings as though he was trying to hit the right field. And missed the strike two. And when Gordon stepped in, from the time Gordon came to bat, with runners at first and second and nobody out, which in most times in the baseball game is a bunt situation, especially if it's a, a one-run difference, such as this from one to nothing. Still, the Dodgers are not looking for a bunt from Gordon or from the Yankees. Riggs has been all the way back. Has a pitch high inside, four ball three, and it's a full count of 3-2. Testing them all, getting them dry. Now steps in. Everything quiet for the moment. Higby pitches 3-2. Gordon swings as a fly ball going into short left center. And it's in for a base hit. Medley takes on the first bounce. Keller has to hold up at third, and the bases are full. Keller had to wait. Coming halfway down from second to third to be sure that the ball would not be caught. Left center field by left fielder Medley. Joe had to play it on the first bounce, and it's a long single for Gordon, and there are three men on for the Yankees. And up, Pep Rizzuto. Reese comes in from short. Talks to Higby for the moment. Mickey Owen walking around out in front of the plate now, following something at him. And for Gordon, that was his fifth hit so far in the series, and that is hit number five for the Yankees. Hit number eight in this ball game. French is not fooling around in the Brooklyn bullpen. Rizzuto up. The infield is in close. More than halfway. The outfield around to what left. Three on, nobody out. Rizzuto takes a curve high inside for ball one. The Yankees ahead one to nothing. And now threatening with a crusher here in the top of the fourth. Infield in close. Higby throws. Rizzuto swings. Bounces to third. Riggs is up with it. Throws to the plate. There's one out. He throw down to first. Not in time at first base. Just a force at home. Now it is one man out, and there's still three on. And Pitcher Donald is stepping in. Riggs had to fumble momentarily. The ball was skipped at him very hard down toward third. The ball hit the heel of his glove. But he had his right hand backing it up. And a quick, after a uh, quick fumble, he throws into Mickey Oyne. And the catcher with his foot anchored on the plate then threw down to first, but not in time. So it's a force at the plate. The third base into the catcher. And Keller is out with Dickey moving down to third base. Gordon going to second and Rizzuto with a force out is at first. 
And here now is Atley Donald, crouching in over the plate. He's a left-hand batter. Outfield around toward left. The infield is halfway in. And Higby's right through there with a curveball ball strike. Nothing in one. Dickey off third. Gordon off second. Rizzuto off first. One out. Rage is right off third. In the event that there should be a squeeze play, and the rest of the infield is pretty well back. Donald swings and waves for strike two, and Higby pulls the string on another curve. Nothing in two. And it's still one to nothing, favor the Yankees. Which way will the cat jump now? Now Higby has the whip handle. He's sitting in the catbird seat against his opposing pitcher. Donald slips his hands down a little bit on that bat. Nothing in two. Higby throws, Donald swings and misses for strike three, a big curve. It struck the full length of the plate. And Higby gets his first strike out of the ball game. Came at a time in which he needed it. And now it is two men gone. And so we see the reason why the Dodgers were so certain that Gordon would not be bunting when he went up to the plate with runners at first and second and nobody out, with Zudo and Donald Apollo. Johnny Sturm, 0 for 2 this afternoon, has 3 for 14. Left-hand batter stepping in. Booker infield is now back, especially deep on the right side. It's up one step on the left side. And the outfield is in fairly close with left fielder Medrick straight away. Center fielder Reeves are a couple of steps off the line toward left. And Walker straight away and right. Take the pitches. Sturm takes the fastball low outside. Ball one. One and all. It is still three on. Nobody has scored in the fourth. Although the Yankees have threatened all over the lap. The scoreboard still reads one for New York. Nothing for Brooklyn. Game four of the series. Digby ready to work. Full pitching motion. Throws. Fastball, which is lined into center field for a base hit. Here's Dickey coming in to score. Reason throws toward the plate. Here's Gordon coming to the plate, and he too scores. And two runs are in. Rizzuto holds it second. As Stern with two out and three men on. Malabas a line drive for a sharp single. Into center field. And Reason's throw to the pick was not in time to prevent the second run coming across. The Yankees now lead three to nothing, and Stern with his fourth hit of the series, a sharp single. This one was crowned. Drives in two runs. Dickey coming in to score from third, and Gordon right on his heels, coming in from second base. Rizzuto held up at second. Now there's a conference out at the mound, and Manzi Rocha is out there talking to Higby. It is three to nothing in favor of the Yankees, and this is the widest margin that either team has had, and that is all for Higby. And French is to be brought in from the bullpen. And Higby is finished. And just when it appeared that the young right-hander had gotten over the worst of it, when the three men on and nobody out, he still kept the bases full, allowed the one to score and got two outs and then had to stir him up. Then came the line drive single, laced in the center. Now here comes the veteran Larry French from the bullpen out in back of the right field corner. And there's three to nothing in favor of the Yankees. And they're still not retired in the top of the fourth. Ralph, who has two for two, is to be the first batter to be faced by French. And French is announced over the public address system. It's going to be a minute or so before we have a resumption of activity. And it's the great pleasure of the Gillette Safety Razor Company to bring you this stirring 1941 World Series, every pitch of it. And we're pausing now for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You are listening to WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. 
And the applause is for Higby as he leaves the mound. Walking uh, shoulder to shoulder. In step with his manager, Leo DeRocha. Off the two, go back to the Brooklyn dugout. Mickey Orme was out of the mound, talking to French for the moment. Now here's a little catcher stepping back of the plate. Larry French will throw down a few pitches. And with three men on and two out. After it looked as though Hickby had just about fished himself out of the woods. Because in the uh, eyes of baseball people, when you get three men on, if you get the one and two batters, which means then that no one can score on and out, you've just about accomplished it. In other words, it takes a clean base hit to hurt you. And that's exactly what happened. Stern belted into center field. It was clean. Decisive. And DeRosha lost no time. That decided that. Walked out of the mound. Old plate umpire Larry gets to bring in French to the bullpen. Red Roth is standing to one side. French is getting all set. He pitched to one man. Dickey got him hit into a double play in the eighth inning yesterday. His only appearance. Upon the series. Now he's ready to go. It's to at second base. And Stern, who's now the Yankee man of the moment, leading down off first. Three to nothing, favor the Yankees. And here is Rolf, who hasn't been stopped today. Two for two against Higby. French sets. Barrel-chested left-hander. In position, throws. Low outside into the ground. Owen is up with it. And let's see. The runners are Sturm is off first base. There's the throw. There's Rosudo going down to third. Cavelli throws to third. Rosudo is in a run-up now between third and second. There is Reese running him down. And the Brooklyn shortstop outruns the Yankee one. And that's the third out. And Larry French in two days has now pitched to just one batter officially and gotten three outs. That's an oddity. That must be some sort of a racket. What happened was, as that ball hit the ground in front of the plate, the Sturm thought that the ball would get away from Mickey Owen. Well, Owen blocked it and recovered it. And there was Sturm, the runner off first, halfway between first and second, but with Rizzuto was on at second. So Mickey Owen threw the Camille at first base. And then Dahl blocked and raced Sturm down towards second, and so Rizzuto broke for third. Then Camille diagonally across the diamond to third baseman Riggs, who then ran Rizzuto closely back to second, and then threw to the shortstop Reese. And there the two kids shortstops went at it. Sort of like uh, Achilles and Hector going around the walls. And the Brooklyn shortstop had more foot and tagged Rizzuto out. And that ends the first half of the fourth inning. You know, boys and girls, Atlee Donald certainly isn't giving anything away out there on the mound today. But that doesn't go for Gillette. No, siree. Right now, Gillette is giving away a 25-cent tube of shaving cream. Either lather or brushless. With the purchase of 10 improved Gillette Blue Blades at the regular price, 49 cents. Men's Gillette Lather Cream contains three beneficial oils. It works up a rich, full-bodied, moisture-laden lather that softens whiskers double quick. Now, if you prefer brushless, you'll go for Gillette Brushless, made with pure peanut oil. It's free from grease, can't clog razor or drains, rinses in a jiffy, speed shaving. So take your choice. See your dealer before his supply is exhausted and get a free tube of Gillette shaving cream with 10 diamond-tested, heavy-duty Gillette blue blades for 49 cents. Ball game into the last half of the fourth and here's Red. Three to nothing favor the Yankees and Donald pitches to Lou Riggs the first batter and lays a strike through above the knees and it's taken. Nothing in one. Riggs over one this afternoon and one for two so far in the series. Steps out of the box. Now gets in. Three to nothing. Favor the Yankees. We'll go back over that rundown play for you again in just a moment. Top of the fourth. Donald throws high inside for ball one. And that must be some sort of a record for Larry French. He pitched to Dickey yesterday and got him to hit into a double play. So that made him pitching to one man for two-thirds of an inning. And he does not face Rolf officially, although he does give a pitch to him and gets an out. So he's pitched in an inning now and faced one batter. 
As a pitch low outside to Lou Rakes, ball two, and it's two and one. When Frenchy's first pitched off went into the ground, Stern broke for second, thinking the ball would go through, but Owen made the save and threw to Camille at first. And then Rizzuto broke for third. Donald pitches, Riggs swings, and there's a high pop fly down by second. Gordon shielding his eyes, second base and waiting for it in his tracks. Has it for the out. One up and one gone, last of the fourth. And then when Rizzuto broke from second for third, Camilli threw over to third base to Riggs, the third baseman, who then threw to shortstop Reese, who was back by second. And Reese and Rizzuto had a race, and Reese won. Won it about five feet away from third base. So on that, the pitcher does not get an assist. It's the catcher to the first baseman, to the third baseman, to the shortstop. Joe Medrick up. Fastball is very high, 4-1. Medrick off for one. And the Yankees now have built up the biggest lead that either team has been able to manufacture so far in this series at any stage of it. They're leading now 3 to nothing. Donald throws side on. Medrick swings and misses and spins all the way around like a gyroscope that got out of its moorings. And it's 1-1. One and one. One ball, one strike. After the well around foot left. Medrick leans in toward the plate, Donald's sidearm. Joe swings and cuffs an outside pitch foul out of the park behind first base. One and two. One ball, two strikes. Medrick ready. Using that dog brown bat. Holds it down by the end. Here's the pitch. It's a high curve for ball two. Two and two. One out. Nobody on. Last to four. Three runs, six hits, no errors for the Yankees. No runs, three hits, no errors for the Dodgers. Donald spits out of trouble the last two innings. Delivers. Medrick swings and fouls it back. And Donald is side-arming Joe. Into Adley Donald, long on right-hander. Bill Dickey catching an infield. Sturm at first, who just drove in runs two and three for the Yankees. Gordon at second. Rizzuto is at short. Third is wrong. In the outfield, it is Keller, DiMaggio, Henry. Side-on pitch is swung on. There's a high fly ball into left center. Here's DiMaggio coming on. Under it. Takes it for the out. Five ball to the center fielder. Moved on to left center to take it. Now it's two up and two gone. Last of the four. And the matter is Mickey Owen. Hasn't been up officially today. Drew a base on ball in the second inning. Mickey rubs at the edge of his cap. So there might be a little fraying out there which might distort his vision. Now pumping at wood. Sets himself. Outfield around toward left to a degree. Mickey ducks a low inside pitch. Ball one. Two out. Nobody on. Everything sort of quiet. It's a hot afternoon. And a bright one. There's an inside fastball. Ball two. Two and all. Donald working very easily now. It's the first time he's been able to pitch easily in an inning since the first inning. Infield up a step on the left side. Gordon pulled in a step towards second base. There's a strike. Two and one. Call. Donald just laying that one through. Three to nothing. Favor the Yankees. They're just joining us on this Gillette broadcast. Point takes low outside for ball three. Three and one.
Wood, Bakersley. Pass stops it. Donald delivers. High for ball four. Mickey Owen for the second straight time walks. He's received the only two passes given up by Atley. Pete Koshkaroff stepping in. Koshkaroff is filling in for the injured Billy Harmon. Very funny. The way the fates are sort of looking at things. Herman comes on the Brooklyn Ball Club in May and takes the job away from Koshkaroff. Mickey Owen leading down off first. Pete takes a strike. And then Herman is one of the keys in uh, Brooklyn's drive for the pennant. And then in the series, Herman is hurt and Koskarad, the deposed second baseman, is playing the bag. Donald delivers. Blow. Ball one. I was talking to Doc Painter, the trainer for the Yankees before today's ball game. And he told me that every one of the Yankees was sincerely sorry that first that Simmons was hurt and second that Billy Herman was hurt because the Yankees, in wanting to play the Dodgers, wanted to play them at their best. They wanted the best men that Brooklyn had to be in there. Switch high side for ball two. And that is a uh, wonderful reaction from a ball club. But it is a reaction that is true of both of these clubs because you have two good teams with great spirits in this club, in this series. And now Johnny Allen is limbering up in the bullpen, which means that should Koskrod get on, that probably would be a pinch hitter for relief pitcher French. Donald looks at first throws. Koskrod takes low for ball three. And Donald well ahead. Now behind. There's Fletcher coming out in front of the Yankee dugout to look into the Yankee bullpen. There's a pitch on the outside for ball four. And after getting the first two men up out and pitching to the bottom of the batting order, Donald walks first Owen and then Koskarard. And now let's see, will it be a pinch hitter? Two successive walks after two men were retired. Allen continues throwing in the Brooklyn bullpen and Jimmy Wasdell is being called upon to pinch hit. And there's activity now in the Yankee bullpen. Getting up to start work down there. Abrua and Branch. Two right-handers who were throwing a couple of times yesterday in back of Russell. And Jimmy Wasdell is being called on to pinch hit for the second time in the series. He's over one. He's the pinch hitter who hit the foul ball which Red Roth caught in the first game. On which Reese was doubled up coming into third. Speaking of double plays, there have been no double plays so far in this series. We can tell you that there's always a great double play whenever it's the Gillette Tech Razor with the Gillette Blue Blade. Now let's see, two out. Runners at first and second. Wasdale pinch hitting a left-hand batter. Swings and misses at a low curveball. They hit the ground just as it went into Dickie's mitt, back of the plate. That's track one. Wasdale went up there apparently determined to hit that first pitch. He was in the next county and he went after Mickey Owen at second, Pete Koskarov first, both ready to go on anything. Johnny Allen will be the next pitcher for Brooklyn, warming up the bullpen. Wasdale takes a pitch that hits the ground in front of the plate this time, and Dickey blocks it with his chest protector, and the runners bowl. Ball one. Wasdale, the former American leaguer. The Dodgers got him two years ago from the Washington Club. New balls put in play. French is indeed setting some sort of a charm record for relief efficiency. He walked in yesterday and pitched to one man and got him to hit to a double play. 
Walks out today and makes one pitch to Rob, and the result was that rundown. Wasdale is batting for French and Johnny Allen. Getting ready. He's relieved twice previously. Pitch three innings and hasn't been scored on. Wasdale swings and there's a long foul deep into the right field stand, up against the screen. Pull too much. One and two. Dickey takes the new ball. Walks it out to the mound. Says something to Hansley. Right funny again that the first batter that French was called on to pitch to in his relief role in the fourth inning was Rolf. Will be the same fellow that uh, Allen will come out and pitch to in the top of the fifth. Talk about that uh, song I could write a book. Well, this is the world series which you could write a whole library full of books. So much humanness. The oddities. Things that happen. The heat of the contest. It's only being matched by this present weather this afternoon. A dollar ready. And then steps back off the mound. Marcel stays in there. A ten hitter. Mickey Owen. Second. He crossed rod at first. Donald sets. Delivers. Wasdale swings and has a long fly out toward the left field corner. It's a question whether it's fair or foul. And it is fair for an extra base. Here comes Owen in to score. Here's Cosgrove coming in to score. And it's a double for Wasdale into the left field corner. Second now, the potential tying run. Reese swings and beats it in front of the plate and foul. 
That's strike two. Two and two. Two balls and two strikes. And that ball hit down in front of the plate for a split second. It was a question which way it would kick, whether it would remain fair or kick back out foul. And that was Reese thrashing around to try and get squared away for his run to first. And that was Dickey trying to get past the bat and get at the ball. Kick back foul, and that's all there was to it. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. And so the battle is a raging torrent all over again. Reese leaning in. He's a slender figure. Despite his days in the sun all summer, he does not tan at all, but remains very fair. Swings as a bounding ball down the short. Rizzuto is up with it. The throw to first is in time, and Reese is out by a step. That's all for the last half of the fourth inning. Reese bouncing out the opposing short step to the first base. And it is two runs on a pinch hit double following a pair of walks. At the end of four innings, it is three runs, six hits, and no errors for the Yankees. And it is two runs, four hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. And now Johnny Allen is coming out of the bullpen to the mound. And Hugh Casey is in the bullpen limbering up. Casey has a phrase, which he's made rather famous in recent weeks. Ask him how he is, and he says, well, Casey's ready. When I saw him today under the stands, I didn't uh, ask him how he was. I just simply said, uh, hello, Hugh, and he shook his head, and he says, well, yesterday, Casey wasn't ready, was he? However, Casey is limbering in the bullpen now, and Wasdell, as a reward for hitting that double, is going out to left field, and Medrick is coming out of the ball game. So Jimmy Wasdell is going to left field, and Joe Medrick comes out. And Wasdell, a left-hand batter, who just pinched a double to put the Dodgers back in the running, is now the left fielder. And Joe Medrick comes out. Now, if you've got your scorecards in front of you, Johnny Allen, the relief pitcher, goes into the batting list to hit sixth as he goes in in Medrick's slot. So Allen pitching to Roth, the third baseman, first bat of the fifth inning. We'll be hitting sixth in the Brooklyn batting order. So you can really get a batting order upside down when pinch hitters bat for uh, pitches and catches and stay in the ball game and then go to other places. Friends, your quarters of dollars invested in United States defense stamps and bonds will do a lot to protect the American way of living. And we are very happy to be here this afternoon giving you a part of one of the peaks of the American way of living. Here in a ballpark in the World Series. And the Gillette Safety Razor Company is very happy to be bringing you this major sporting event. There's another one in their cavalcade of sports broadcasts. Johnny Allen has been announced. So... It is three to two in favor of the Yankees. And Johnny Allen takes the mound. This is the third relief job that he's being called on. He pitched two innings in the first game, an inning yesterday, and hasn't been scored upon. Hasn't given up a hit, three innings. However, he walked a couple and hit one in the first game. Allen pitching, a former Yankee. This is another thing we mean by so much humanness in this series. Here's Allen, who was traded away from the Yankees to the Indians. Then from the Indians was Sent to St. Louis, and then was out of the league on waivers, and the Dodgers got him in the middle of the summer. And here he is now in the World Series, in a key spot. McGee on his catching. Red Roth was two for two, left-hand batter. Takes a sharp sidearm pitch in for a call strike. Roth looked as though he might have been running. First man up now in the fifth inning. 
Three to two, over the Yanks. Allen comes down and hits the ground in front of the plate, trying to snap off a curve, and it's one ball, one strike. The infield remains, Camilli at first, Koshkarad at second. Reese is at short and third base is Lou Riggs today. So the Brooklyn club is quite changed right now from what it has been. In the outfield, Jimmy Wasdell is out there in left field. Taking Medrick's place. Teresa in center. Dixie Walker is in right. Centile left hand hitting outfield for Brooklyn. Allen throws, Rolf swings and grounds it foul across the first baseline. And the coacher down there, Earl Combs, comes over and picks it up. Looks at it and then throws it down to the uh, umpire who has already given another ball to catcher Owen, who's busy rubbing it up and going out to the mound. One and two. That feels straight away on Rob. A tan bat on Riggs has gone back deep now that two strikes are on Rob. The big percentage of his bunting is passed. Red swings, there's a high fly ball to short right. Here's Walker coming in, looking right into the sun, and stays with it for the out. And that sun is tough. That is the factor today from the weatherman standpoint. One up and one gone, top of the fifth. Stepping in. Tommy Henry was 0 for 2. Fly ball to left in the first inning and then hit a tremendous drive in the third. That's the one that Dixie Walker went back against the concrete and took away from him. Took it away from center field Larisa in the bargain. Out field around toward right. Allen throws a low inside curve. Ball one. Hugh Casey remains throwing down the Brooklyn bullpen. Pitches. Low inside, ball two. Henry getting away from it. Mickey Owen turns round. Has something to say to plate umpire Larry Getz. Chances are he's not asking him what time it is. A two and oh. One out. Yankees at bat, top of the fifth. Johnny Allen relieving. Throws. And Henrik is hit on the right arm. He cannot get out of the way of an inside pitch. And Allen has now hit a batter for the second time here in the World Series. The batter that Allen hit uh, when he relieved in the seventh inning of the first game was Johnny Sturm. So now Henrik is at first base. Hit by a pitch. Stepping in is Joe DiMaggio, who's 0 for 1 this afternoon. And DiMaggio, so far in the World Series, has two hits for a dozen at-bats. He had a walk in the first inning and hit into a forced play in the third. I feel deep around to the left. Allen in position, throws. His curve is sharp but low outside. Ball one. One and all. One out. Henrik, who can move. Leading down off first. Smelly holding against him. Those two almost had a rhubarb in the fourth inning yesterday. There's a fastball low for ball two. Two and all. Madger standing there very quietly. Now backs out. The powerful frame follow. Tall, rangy. Doesn't move around at all, a Baron Battis box. Simply sets those feet far apart and very firmly. And gets that wood up there above his right ear. The pitch is a curve or a called strike over the outside corner. Two and one. The match doesn't move his feet at all. 
Lane's in. Three to two, favor the Yankees. First half of the fifth inning. Runner at first and one out. Allen takes his time. Now he's ready. Throws. DiMaggio swings at a line drive into left. Wasdell is in front of it and has it for the out. And back to first base returns Henry. Wasdell throwing into second. Second base from Costarard. DiMaggio really teed off on it, but it was a line drive hit straight to Wasdell, who just had to come in one step and take it. So it is now two out in the top of the fifth. And here's Charlie Gallo, who has not been stopped. Kella, who had a single in the first inning with two out, and that drove in the Yankees' first run. And then he began their two-run fourth inning with a tremendous double. Bashed high off the wall in right center field. So Kella, who has five hits for 12 at-bats, digs in. He's strong enough to plow all day with one hand. Tommy Henry. Leading down off first, Johnny Allen. Throws low outside for ball one. Allen pitching primarily side on. Here's his habit. Briggs is deep in a couple of steps out from third. Reese is short as a step over towards second base. Koskrod is at the edge of the right field line, uh, right field grass. There's a pitch low inside for ball two and halfway over to first, second baseman position. Schmilly holding first. Outfield shaded toward right. The most noticeable movement by any outfielder is by left fielder Wasdell, who's over in left center. Reese was just shaded toward right center at Walker's and pretty well straight away right. So that's the way they're playing Kellogg. Two-nothing pitch is an outside curve that does not come in enough for ball three. And Keller is now sitting high and wide. Three and all. He can afford to take a couple of pitches no matter where they are. He can take a toehold and look for what he wants. If he doesn't get it, take it. Three and all. Allen delivers. Over, just above the knees for a call strike. It's three one. Let's see if Hendricks going down, if there's a run and hit on. Score is three to two. They were the American League champions. Casey, all this time, continues to throw relentlessly down in the Brooklyn bullpen. Allen watches first, delivers, Keller swings at a bounding ball that Coscott comes up with. No, it goes through and out of the right field. And there's Hendrick around second, going to third. and makes it standing up in the throw-in. It's cut off at second by shortstop Reese. Coscrod running along a step back on the right field grass. Got his glove on Keller's wicked smash. And just as we said, comes up with the ball tore through his glove and went all the way back into the full depth of right field. And the official scores ruled that it was hit so savagely that even though the second baseman got his glove on it, that that one was not supposed to have been fielded. And it is scored as a base hit. That is three for three for Keller. Yankees are now at first and third. Two men are out. Bill Dickey is the batter. That is hit number one of Allen. Hit number seven for the Yankees. Hit number 11 in the ball game. Dickey was out second to first in the first inning. Then drove off in the fourth. Always dangerous. The Yankees one time ahead an inning ago by three runs. And now just a run to the good. Three to two. And they're, of course, trying to... Bill, they'll lead back up again. And there's Allen standing in front trying to thwart him. Livers on the outside to Dickey for ball one. Former teammates running headlong into each other. There's a former Yankee battery. Allen and Dickey. A 
Morris Allen pitching for Brooklyn. Dickey batting for the Yankees. Takes the pitch low and inside. Ball two. I often wonder how much it means for a catcher who has caught a pitcher a great many times that due to the uh, shifting of scenes in baseball, when a catcher is finally, in this case, up there hitting against the pitcher that he used to call the shots for. Wonder if there's any edge there at all. The 2 nothing pitch is a call strike. Curve just above the knees. It's 2-1. Two, two balls, one strike. Two out. Allen moving a little ground out there. Henrik off third. Keller off first. Both have to go on anything. There's a pitch high and outside for ball three. Allen trying to work carefully. It fits the spot so Dickey is now seriously behind. Three and one. Casey continues throwing in Brooklyn's bullpen. Dickey leans down, touches the rubber of home plate for the heavy end of that war club. Now steps in his batting cross. The pitch is a curve line inside for ball four. And Allen at least was taking no chance with Dickey. He curved him. 3-1. Here's the Rocha. Here's the Rocha coming out of the Brooklyn dugout. Now the Yankees have three men on for the second time in two innings. Rocha going out to the mound. Kellis moved down to second base. Henry, of course, rolls to third. And there's a walk given up by Johnny Allen. So a hit batter, a single and a walk. Three men are on, and Leo's out at the mound. So while he's having that uh, discussion with Johnny Allen on this Gillette broadcast, we pause very quickly for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGM, the voice of the people, Chicago. And Johnny Allen is to come out, and Hugh Casey is to come in. And here is Casey coming out of the bullpen. Coming out to the mound, the top of the fifth inning, with three men on. Joe Gordon to be the batter. Two men out. And the announcement that Casey is to come on and relieve is received with mingled emotions by the thousands here in the stands. In the eighth inning yesterday, there was a play at first in which Casey did not get over to first base in time to cover. You said uh, before today's ball game that the reason he didn't get to first base was he started to break off the mound when the ball was hit to the right side, but he did not see Koshkrod coming along the edge of the right field grass. And when he saw the ball go past Camilli, he stopped because he thought the ball was through and into right field. And he said he was very surprised, very, of course, uh, upset when he saw Koshkrod come up with it. And it was, so he tried to get over, he couldn't make it. So Johnny Allen is taken out. The bases are loaded. Two men gone. And there's Casey now, tripping down. Casey comes in in the sixth slot in the batting order in case you're scoring and putting them down. And this is going to be a box score, which for um, the writers who make out the composite boxes, this is going to be rather tough to figure out tonight. It's going to keep them busy. So Casey getting ready to pitch to second baseman Joe Gordon. Fifth inning. Casey is the fourth Brooklyn pitcher. Less than two innings. And Noel Kimball and Luke Hamlin. Two right-handers leave the Brooklyn dugout and go down to the bullpen. Before the start of the game, Casey, French, and Allen were set down to be the bullpen squad. They've been completely exhausted. In other words, there's no pitches left in the bullpen, but Kimball and Hamlin are going down from the Dodger dugout to the bullpen now. Fill up that gap. 
So here it is. Gordon stepping in now. He has one for two. So far he has five hits for eight at-bats in the series, eight official at-bats. There are three men on. Henrik at third, Keller at second, and Dickey at first. Two men out. Casey pitches. Gordon takes a fast call strike. Nothing in one. No balls, one strike. Infield is deep and around toward third. The outfield deep and sharply around toward left. Gordon takes a curve low and outside for ball one. It's one and one. One ball and one strike. Three Yankee runners. Ready to get going. Any excuse. Two men out. They'll be running first and looking later. Casey sets. Henry comes down a long lead but holds up. There's a high foul back into the stands behind the Yankees' dugout. One and two. And Fletcher went in and talked to Henrik just before Casey made this last pitch to Gordon, and Henrik probably took a long running lead down. Apparently, the Yankees know all about what happened at Pittsburgh when uh, Vince DiMaggio ran down off third base, and Casey balked, and they waved in the runner. However, Casey's motion was very smooth. All right through into Levitt. Now he shakes off Owen. Shakes him off again. One and two. Few throws. Gordon swings and beats it down foul. It's still one and two. One ball and two strikes. The defense is drawn drastically around toward left, both on the infield and in the outfield. It is three to two. Favor the Yankees. And this pitch fair to be a very long ball game, the way it's been going. And of course, this game was not started until two o'clock, as there's a New York. Uh, Sunday law about starting uh, baseball games before two. You can't do it. That's why the time on today's game was different from the time that has been the other days. Tomorrow, the game will be back again at 1.30 and we'll be on the air with a Gillette broadcast for you at 1.15. Casey pitches. Gordon swings. There's a high fly ball in the deep left. Warsdale is back. He's waiting for it now. Takes it for the out. So in. Potentially big fifth inning with three Yankees left on. Gordon, a high fly ball to deep left field. No runs in the top of the fifth inning. One hit in case he puts out the fire. And to show you how uh, things are in baseball, in the eighth inning yesterday, Casey couldn't have been elected to very much around this neighborhood. But right now, he's the man of the moment. Just pitching to one batter and getting out of that jam in the top of the fifth. And so it's three runs. Seven hits, no errors for the Yankees. And it is two runs, four hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. And with all these pitches coming in, you may still wonder who is the Brooklyn pitcher who is still liable for the Yankee lead. Well, the Brooklyn pitcher who is still responsible as the score stands is starting pitcher Hickey. None of the relief pitchers are affected. And, of course, Prince and Allen never can be. If Casey continues, he can only be affected if the Dodgers tie or go ahead while he's still actively pitching. And Donald back at the mound, who started and still going. However, I see that uh, Branch and Brewer are beginning to throw him back over in the bullpen before he ever pitches to a hit on the last of the fifth. Well, this is Red Barber, who's enjoyed very much in behalf of Gillette, bringing you the first half of today's stirring and epic-making World Series fourth ball game. And with a great deal of pleasure, turning you over now to Bob Elson, WGN Chicago. Bob? You're the next pitcher. Thank you very much, Red. Nice going. 
Fans, as you already know, this is some ball game from what Red's told you. This ball game is cut practically out of the patterns of the other games as far as runs are concerned because it's still anybody's ball game. And so the fourth game of the World Series is moving into the last half of the fifth inning with Donald on the mound and Dixie Walker, the right fielder of the Dodgers, the first man up. Here's the pitch, and it's a ball. He stepped away from an inside curveball, and it's ball one. Yankees talk it up out there in the infield. Rolf at third, Rizzuto at short, Gordon at second, Sturm at first, Keller left field, DiMaggio center field, and Henrik right field playing straight away. Walker, a left-hand hitter. Here's the next pitch from Donald. It's a fastball, an overarm fastball right across his waist, and it's a call strike. Walker's been up twice so far today. Bounced out the first time, and the second time he flied out to Keller. He has one hit so far in the series. Count on him, one and one. Here comes the next pitch. It's a swing and a fly ball down the left field line. It may be fair, maybe foul. It's a fair ball. The left fielder caught that ball on the bounce, and Walker goes into second base, standing up with the tying run. It's a two-base hit down the left field line by Dixie Walker, his second hit of the series. The fifth Brooklyn hit. All right. There's the tying run on second base for the Dodgers now in the last half of the fifth inning. Bill Dickey steps out in front of the plate, walks out there slowly to say something to Donald, and again, there's a lot of activity in the Yankee bullpen, which is down here to our left, but way down the left field line, with Branch and Brewer still warming up both right-handers. Here's Reeser. He's been up twice. He's had one hit. The first pitch, he hits a high fly ball into right field. Right fielder Henry goes back against the scoreboard. It's going to hit. It's a home run right on top of the fence and over. It's a home run in the Dodgers lead. Four to three. Adonis by the writers. He's what used to be called a Colorado type. The curve 
curveball tossing right-hander was born at Rolla, Missouri on April the 29th, 1914, and first became prominent as a hurler at the Missouri School of Mines, from which he took a degree as a civil engineer. Brewer returned to his engineering after the baseball season. He worked in the Yankee chain for some years and at last demonstrated outstanding abilities with the Kansas City team. This brought him to the Bombers in 1940. He won eight and lost nine. The right-hander with a baffling curveball, a nice change of pace and pretty good speed, as you can see by his record of 73 strikeouts. He knows how to whip that last one through there. Well, while the picture has changed in that the score has changed, and the Dodgers are in the lead for the first time today. Still, it's still one of those kind of ball games. Three to two, three to two, two to one, four to three. And in no case in the ball game, in any one of the four games, has the other team been out of striking distance. Well, Brewers had his warm-up pitches. He's out there now with his right foot on the pitching mound. He's facing Camelli, who's had one hit today and two tries. And the first pitch to Camelli is a fastball inside of the waist. It's too close, and Dolph watches it sail by. You know, Reeser, I was talking to Reeser down in the batting cage before the game, and he said, Bob, you know, in these first few games, I haven't been getting many hits. In fact, he only had one. There's a fly ball into right field. It's right at Henrik, and he caught it for the first out. Camelli flied to Henrik. It was hit right at him in right field. Reeser said, I think I've been standing with my feet a little bit too far apart. Today, I'm going to shorten that stride a little bit and try to pull that ball. Well, he just pulled that ball over the scoreboard in right center field for a home run to put the Dodgers in the lead. Now, the next man to come up is Riggs, who's playing at third base today in place of Lavagetto. He's had one hit in the series, and that was in a pinch-hitting roll. He's been up twice today without a hit. The first pitch to Riggs is a fastball that's right in there for a call strike. The umpire gets to the National League, who's back at the plate today, shoots that right fist up into the air. There's one out. There's two runs in. It's the last half of the fifth inning, and Brooklyn leads. Here's the pitch. It's a slow curve. He pulled a string on that one, slowed up on it, but the pitch was a little bit too close at the knees to Lou, and he watched it sail by. The Yankee outfield playing this hitter straight away and not too deep. Brewers ready again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a swing and a slow curveball, and he missed it, and it's ball one and strike two on Riggs. Ball one and strike two on Riggs. Ready out there again. Here's the next pitch. He swings and he goes all the way around and struck him out. Lou Riggs went all the way around and he struck him out. That's the fourth strikeout today. One for Higby, two for Donald, and now one for Brewer. Four strikeouts in the ball game. Here's Casey coming up, getting a hand. Casey steps around to the left side of the plate. You know, Casey is a pretty good hitter. First pitch is a ball that's low outside. Casey batting up there in this particular spot because of the switch before. Wasdell batting for the pitcher and then going into Medwick's spot in left field. Casey batting with two up. That's right-handed. There's a strike. It caught the outside corner knee high. And it's one and one. There's two gone. It's the last half of the fifth inning. It's the fourth game of the World Series at Brooklyn. It's a perfect day. A mammoth crowd. The place is jammed to the Raptors. And the score, four to three. There's a low and a low curve ball that broke outside to a right-hand hitter. And it is ball two and strike one for Casey. Big U Casey up in there. He allowed four hits in succession yesterday. Came in today 
and called a near riot. There's a short fly ball to center field. It's dropping for a hit. Casey dumped the Texas League around over second base in the center field. It is a hit. A hit for Casey. That makes three hits this inning. And it gives the Dodgers a total of seven hits against three, six, seven hits for the Yankees. And so both teams are even in the matter of hits. That leaves Casey on first base and brings up Owen. There's two out. The pitcher Casey dumped the base hit into center field. Now here's Mickey Owen up. Owen's been up twice today and he walked twice. The first pitch to him is a ball low and outside. Talk about hits. Fans are sure going for that World Series special Gillette Tech race. Get yours today at your neighborhood dealers. Boy, is this a ball game. Casey on first base. Mickey Owen batting. Here's the pitch. There's a swing and a bouncing foul. The ball bounced up and hit him. It rolled off to the left of the plate. Umpire Getz, who's back of the plate today, is going over to pick it up. And the Yankee bat boy comes out and flips it to him. In this last half of the fifth inning, the Brooklyn Dodgers have gone into the lead. Walker doubled. Reeser hit one over the scoreboard for a home run. Tomelli went out. Riggs was out. Casey singled to center, and now Owen is batting. Here comes the next pitch. It's a foul. It's coming back up here into the screen. It's a foul strike, and it's one and two. We sure had a lot of excitement. Boy, in those first four and a half innings that Red told you about, there was plenty of excitement here, and it looks like there's plenty more to come. Both these teams just battling as they have from the very first pitch in the first game. Here comes the next pitch, and Owen falls away from a slow curveball that was right close to his head. Backed up like he was going to sit down on the chair. The ball went went by him and the count is two and two umpire gets gets out the whisper room now and gives the old plate the one two yankee outfield is straight away dimaggio standing in dead center field with his arms folded charlie keller over there in left field and tommy henrick in right field the infield practically engulfed in the shadows of the stands here is a foul that's coming back here near the stands here's bill dickey coming back under our mutual booth but he can't reach it Bill Dickey came back here under our mutual broadcasting booth, which is, by the way, ideally situated, just back of the home plate and not too high. But he couldn't make the play on the ball, and he's going back to the plate now. He's just picking up his cap and mask. Mickey Owen, number 10 on the back of his white uniform, is standing off to the left of the plate. The Dodgers, of course, are the home team here at Ebbets Field, wearing the white uniform, and the Yankees, the traditional traveling gray. on first base, Owen batting. Here comes the next pitch, it's a ball. It's in too close, and he stepped away. Between every pitch, Owen steps out of the batter's box and gets some dirt on his hands. Charlie Dressen coaching at third to our left. Leo DeRocher over there at first base to our right. Yankee infielders talk it up, and now Brewer has gone back to the mound, leans over, picks up the rosin bag, takes his glove off, fidgets around with the bag for a while, drops it. Now he roughs up the ball. It's a 3-2 count on Owen with two out of the man on first and two runs in. Here's the pitch. He swings a fly ball to dead center. DiMaggio moving about five feet. He's right under it. Takes it to retire the side. And so in that last half of the fifth inning, there was a double by Walker, a home run by by Reeser, Camelli flied out, Reese struck out, Casey singled to center, and Owen flied to center field to retire the side. Two runs and three hits.
basket, and that is the end of the fifth inning. Now from baseball to bids for just a second. How about giving your face a break? Try the new Gillette Tech Razor with today's Gillette Blue Blade. Man, there's the easiest shaving combination known. See for yourself. Ask your dealer for the 1941 World Series Gillette Tech Razor, complete with five blue blades for only 49 cents. And so we've had five stirring and hectic innings. The sixth is at hand. And Pariza uh, went out to center field. The center field bleacherite stood up and gave him an ovation. And now, Bob, here's the sixth inning. Yes, the sixth inning is about to get underway here at Ebbets Field. The pitcher and the catcher from the Dodgers have not come out as yet. Here's an announcement. B O Y L A N D. Our Brunswick Memorial Jersey is Somebody wants to see somebody, and it is one of the few pages that we've had so far in the series, which, incidentally, is a good thing. In World Series, as well as in all other ball games, they try to avoid those personal pages just as much as possible because it does nothing but distract the fans. Ebbets Field today is jammed. I say that the attendance is pretty close to yesterday, if not a couple of hundred more. Red, how does it look to you as far as attendance is concerned? Uh, Bob, I believe that we'll have uh, maybe 500 more today than we had yesterday. Of course, uh, 33,100 yesterday was just about capacity. But it seems that they're just a little bit thicker today, if anything. Well, we're going into the first half of the sixth inning, fans, in this World Series ball game. And here is the Yankee shortstop, Rizzuto, coming up for the third time today. He was up in the second, he flied out, and he was up in the fourth inning and hit into a force play, bouncing down to the third baseman. Scooter has had a had one hit so far in the series and has played a bang-up game at short. Now you, Casey, a powerful right-hander out there on the mound. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball breaking away from a right-hand hitter that just caught the corner. Umpire gets back at the plate, went almost down to his knees to take a good look at that pitch as it broke in to be sure that it was high enough and shoots up that right fist. It's a strike. Art Fletcher coaching at third. Earl Combs over at first. It's the Yankee half of the sixth. Score four to three, the Dodgers. Here's the next pitch. It's outside. A curveball breaking away, waist high, and it's one and one. Ball one and strike one. Casey was a relief pitcher par excellence for the Dodgers this year. He's out there. There's a foul just behind first base. First baseman Camelli is down the line just about 50 feet and takes that one for the first out. And so Rizzuto fouled out to Camelli. About 50 feet behind first and about 10 feet foul. And there's one gone. Now the next batter is the pitcher. Here's Marvin Brewer stepping up. Marvin Brewer. Stepping into the batter's box, he bats right-handed. Wasdell in left field, Reeser in center field, Walker in right field. They move in about 10 feet with the pitcher up, and they're playing the hitter straight away. Casey is starting his windup. Here's the pitch, and there's a fly ball into short right field. Right fielder Walker's under the ball and takes it for the second out. So Brewer flied out to Walker for the second out, 
in the first half of the sixth. It was an easy play. Walker moved in about 10 feet. He was right in line with the ball. It takes it easily for the second out. Now we're back to the top of the batting order, and here's the Yankee first baseman, Johnny Stern. A new boy with the Yankees this year, and this kid has done right well all season long and takes right up where he leaves off in the season in the World Series. He had three hits up until today. He came up in the fourth inning with the bases loaded and cracked the hit in the left center field to drive in two runs. So Sturm has had one hit today, four hits in the series. He's batting with two out and nobody on in the sixth. The pitch, he slams a low fly ball to right field. It's a hit for Sturm. So that's another hit. Gives him five hits for the series. He got this one. They hit into right field with two out in the first half of the sixth. Puts him on first base and brings up Red Rolfe, who has six hits in the series. He and Charlie Keller leave the Yankees with six hits apiece. Gordon has five hits. And on first base and two out, Rolfe batting. The Yankees trail by a run. Here's the pitch. It's a strike. It's right across his knees. One strike. It's called. Red Rolfe up in there. Red's been up three times today, single to left the first time, he singled the second time, and the third time he flied to right. And so in three times up, he's had two hits. Casey throws to first, the runner's back in plenty of time. Just lobbed that ball over to Camelli just to keep the base runner worried, not let him take too many liberties. Casey said, here's the pitch, and there is a pop-up in the infield. The second baseman, Coscarard, is calling for the ball, he's right under it, he's out, and he fires the side. Half of the sixth inning. Rizzuto was out. The pitcher flied to Walker. Sturm singled. And Rolf popped up. No runs and one hit. And that is the first half of the sixth. Pete Reza, who hit the home run that Bob told you about in the last half of the fifth inning, that so far has been the last turning point in this ball game, certainly has improved this season. He started out as a rookie center fielder and wound up winning the batting championship of the league. And, of course, his last time up hit a very damaging blow. And talking about improvement, if you haven't tried a Gillette Blue Blade lately, there's a real treat in store for you. Today, this blade is keener, more uniform, longer-lasting, and far easier shaving even than six months ago. And here's why. Gillette research is constant. Improved manufacturing and inspection methods are adopted just as soon as perfected. Advanced tempering processes make the Gillette Blue Blade hard enough to cut glass. Precision machines produce the sharpest, smoothest edges ever put on steel. Now's the time to try this blade because you get a regular 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless, free with the purchase of 10 Gillette Blue Blades at 49 cents. See your dealer. Lay in a supply. All right, Bob. Well, we're going into the last half of the sixth inning of this ball game. The score is still 4-3 to three in favor of Brooklyn. First man to bat is the second baseman, Pete Koskarat. Koskarat is in there in place of Billy Herman. He just couldn't come up for this ball game today. And Koskarat attempts to bunt the first pitch as Roth dashes in, and he fouled the ball on the ground off to the left. Nobody on and nobody out. It's the last half of the sixth inning of the fourth game of the series. It's running right through the pattern. National League champions are ahead, and the score is 4-3. Petey Reeser's home run wallop in the fifth inning. Put them out ahead. Walker was on second. Now Brewer has the sign. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball that just missed the corner knee high. Slow curve ball that time to Koskarat. 
Number three in the back of his white uniform. Here he is right down here below our booth. Next pitch is a fastball. He attempts to bunt that one, gets it on the handle of the bat, and it rolls foul to the right of the plate. Ball one and strike two on Kostarak. A new ball is tossed down to Ralph. Ralph roughs it up in his hands a few minutes and then tosses it back to Brewer, who is the second pitcher for the Yankees today. Brewer takes a look around the infield to see that everybody's in place. Brewer has his sign. Here's the next pitch. Koskarak backs away from the curveball. It's close. And it's two and two. That was a curveball breaking away from a right-hand hitter, but it didn't break away soon enough. It came in close, waist high, and it's two and two. Last half of the sixth inning. Here's the next pitch. He swings a bouncing ball down to Ralph. He's up with it. There goes the peg. He's out. Ralph to Sturm. And there's one gone. The Yankees peg it around. Ralph to Rizzuto, to Gordon, to Sturm. Back over to Ralph at third base and then back to the pitch. Now here's Wasdell. Wasdell came through batting for French. In the fourth inning, came through with a long double down the left field line that drove in two runs. Pitch, he bounces back to Brewer. Brewer knocks the ball down and rolls to his right. He picks it up and throws him out on the fast play. Brewer to Stern. That was a bouncing ball right back at Brewer. He couldn't hold it the first time. It rolled a few feet to his right toward third. Raced after the ball, picked it up, and threw him out. Now here's the leadoff man, Harold Pee Wee Reese. Little Colonel steps up for the fourth time today. He's been up three times without a hit. He's had four hits so far in the series. The pitch is a bit outside for a ball. This is the last half of the sixth inning. The Dodgers batting two out. Dodgers lead four to three. Brewer, the second Yankee pitcher today, gets ready. Here's the next one. There's a foul, which is off here to wire left. It's going into the stands. The third baseman, Rolf, and the catcher, Dickey, chase that ball. But it's up into about the 12th or 15th row of the spectators down here, and somebody has a World Series souvenir. The most practical souvenir, by the way, will be one of those swell Gillette Tech razors. Brewer goes back to the mound, gets a hold of the rosin bag, takes plenty of time. I wouldn't say that these pitchers have stalled at all in the series, but there's been considerable deliberation, as Red has already told you. Boys take plenty of time out there between pitches. They not only throw it, they think it out first. He's getting all ready. Here's the pitch, and there is a swing and a miss. He went for a slow curveball right around his knees, and it's ball one and strike two for Reese. As he swung, he kicked the dirt over the plate, and again, umpire Getz gets out the whisk room and cleans it off. Gets back at the plate. Grieve at third, Pinelli at second, McGowan at first. The umpires have all done a swell job in the series. Here's the next one. He slowed up on that one again, but it was a little bit too close, and it's two and two for Reese. Yankees so far have three runs. Three, six, seven, eight hits. The Dodgers four runs. Three, four, five, six, seven hits. Here comes the next pitch. He hits a pop fly ball just back at the right side of the infield, back in the grass. Gordon's out there, takes it easily, and it retires the side. And so it's three up and three down. That is the end of the sixth inning in this fourth game of the World Series at Brooklyn. The Dodgers four, the Yankees three. And now we'll pause briefly for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You are listening to WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago.
we are back here at Ebbets Field. We're going into the first half of the seventh inning, and the Yankee fans are standing up. Actually, their home team is coming to back and to bat in what they hope will be their lucky seventh. And the Brooklyn fans are howling at the Yankee fans to sit down. They'll get the same dose when they stand up in the last half of the seventh. These fans in this series are very definite in their loyalties. But there's been good sportsmanship on all sides. Every Yankee fan I talked to over in New York last night was talking with regret about the accident to Freddie Fitzsimmons, who really pitched a masterful game. Fitz, by the way, is in uniform out here today. Now, we're going into the first half of the seventh inning. Casey is out there on the mound getting in his practice throws. He's the fourth pitcher that the Dodgers have used today, starting with Higby, then French, then Allen, and then Casey. And the first man to bat for the Yankees in their half of the seventh is going to be Tommy Henrik, the right fielder. He flied out the first time, flied out the second time, and the third time, Allen hit him with a pitch ball. Henrik has had two hits in the series. Dodgers leading four to three as we start the first half of the seventh. Outfield playing Henrik deep and straight away. Now Casey's already. Here's the first pitch to Tommy, and it's a slow curve that just missed the corner. Waist high for a ball. Ball one. Wasdell is playing left field in place of Medwick. Casey starts his windup out there again. Here comes the next pitch. It's a ball outside, and it's ball two. Earl Combs coaching at first base for the Yankees. Shoots both of his arms up into the air. Fletcher coaching at third, pacing up and down. Now he stopped. The Dodger catcher, Mickey Owen, walks halfway out to the pitcher's mound, says something to Casey, and then flips him the ball. Now he's turned around, and he's coming right in below us here, back of the plate. Henrich up. Nobody on and nobody out in the first half of the seventh. It's anybody's ball game. The Dodgers lead four to three. Casey's already. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball. It's low inside. Henrich stepped up on that one and jiggled around a bit to try to make the pitch look bad, but he didn't fool the umpire. Even though the pitch was low inside, it's ball three. Casey starts his wind up again. Here's the next pitch. It's a spike. It just cut the heart of the plate, and it's three and one. Casey's only concern that time was to get that pitch in there. He knew that Henrich would take it. He just got that ball right in over the heart of the plate. Dodger infielders talk it up. Casey starting his wind up again. Here's the next pitch, and there is a high fly ball in the infield. The second baseman, Koskarad, is calling for the ball right in the base pass and takes it for the first out. So Henrich popped out to Koskarad to start the first half of the seventh. It was an easy play. Brings up the center fielder, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio having two hits so far in the series. Walked the first time, bounced out the second time, and flied to left field the third time. And so here is Joe DiMaggio up for the fourth time today with one out and nobody on in the seventh. Yankees scored a run in the first, two runs in the fourth. The Dodgers scored two runs in the fourth and went ahead with two runs in the fifth. DiMaggio takes it over the first pitch and it was a beauty right down the middle. That time, right down the middle. Casey out there on the mound, very deliberate, taking plenty of time, thinking a lot with every pitch. He's getting all set again. Here's the next pitch to Joe, and it's low inside for a ball. The ball got away from Mickey Owen. It just tripped a lot of his glove, rolls back of the plate. So the plate umpire puts in a new ball. Owen 
roughs it up, takes his glove off, walks out there in front of the plate and flips it back to Casey. The second baseman, Coscarat, is playing DiMaggio out of position. In other words, not playing in the normal second base spot. He's playing almost behind the bag. The left fielder, Wasdell, and the center fielder, Reeser, are way back near the left field fence. Here's the pitch. It's in close and high. DiMaggio turned his head away first and then swung his body away from the ball. All two and strike one. Yankee half of the seventh at Brooklyn. Fourth game of the World Series. Dodgers lead four to three. The next pitch, he's still in this. Went all the way around that time. A sharp curveball right above his knees. And it's ball two, strike two on the bat. That was a real DiMaggio swing, and the crowd liked it. Hear that yell in your radio. Casey's ready again. Here's the pitch. He hits a bouncing ball down the third baseline. It's close to the line. It's a fair ball. No play on it. It's a fair ball. And it's a base hit for DiMaggio. The ball rolled down the third baseline. It was just over the bag when Riggs picked it up. Riggs thought it was going to be foul. The third base umpire and the home plate umpire both signaled immediately fair ball. So there's no question about it, even though DeRocherey is talking to the umpire. That's a hit. Here's the pitch, and it's wide a ball. I believe that one of the notable comebacks of this year of 41, as far as the Yankees were concerned, although Charlie didn't fall off so badly in 40, was the great work that Keller did for the Yankees in 1941. Here's the next pitch. He swings, and there is a high, short fly ball into right field. The second baseman is out to make the play. It's very high, but it's short into right field, and Haskarad grabs it for the second out. 
Charlie Keller hit a very high fly ball, but short into right field. The right fielder Walker came in, but Koskarak raced back hurriedly, calling for the ball, and took it for the second out. So now there's two gone. The second baseman has made both the putouts here in the first half of the seventh. I believe that everyone will agree where Casey didn't seem to have much on that ball yesterday. He has plenty on that apple today. Here's Dickey. Bounced out the first time, walked the second time, walked the third time, has two hits in the series. A left-handed hitter. Here's the first pitch to Bill, and it's a ball just missed the corner, waist high. The man on first base and two out. The second baseman, Koskarad, is playing Dickey right between first and second. He's at the halfway point, and he's playing him deep. He's way back on the grass. Man on first base, two out. Here's the next pitch. Dickey swings, and there's a line foul into the grandstand. Pass third, and it's one and one. Ball one and strike one for Dickey. Catcher Mickey Owen gets a new baseball, walks out in front of the plate. He still has the ball in his hands. He's roughing it up. He has his glove tucked under his right arm. And now he flips the ball to Casey. See, the Dodger outfield is playing this hitter, Bill Dickey, straight away. That's just about the way you have to play, Bill. He's very dangerous hitting to all fields. Yankees have a man on first. He represents the tying run. The Dodgers lead four to three in the first half of the seventh. Ball one, strike one on Dickey. Casey getting his sign again. Here's the pitch. There's a bouncing ball to Casey. Should be an easy out. Peg, he's out. Him on first base. 
It brings up Reeser, the center fielder who homered last time. And there is an attempted bunt. Foul tipped that ball. It dropped to the left of the plate, and it's one strike. And so the Dodgers, leading by a run in the seventh inning, are going to play it safe and play for another run. At least that's the setup now. And the Yankees anticipate a sacrifice. Dodgers are going to play for another run. They're leading by a run. They want to try to move that man down to a scoring position. Here's the pitch. He crossed him up for the ground ball down to Gordon. Gordon over to Rizzuto. Out. Back over to first. He is out. A double play. There was a lightning-like twin killing. The play going from Gordon to Rizzuto to Sturm. And it's two gone. For a double play in shaving comfort, slip a Gillette Blue Blade in the new Gillette Tech Razor. Man, what shaves you get. Well, part of the... Part of the offensive strategy of baseball is to cross up the defensive strategy. And that's what the Dodgers tried to do that time. With Reeser running the first pitch, hitting on the second pitch, and hitting into a very fast double play, second to short to first. Now here's Camelli. There's a ground ball through the box. It is a base hit right through the center field on the ground. Camelli's second hit of the day. And the ninth hit for the Dodgers. Nine hits apiece. So you see, if a sacrifice had worked, it might have given the Dodgers another run because it would have put that man on second base if it worked. And then Camelli comes through with a base hit. Well, it went the other way, and the batter hit into a double play. Now Camelli's on first base with two out. And here is the third baseman, Lou Riggs, been up three times without a hit. The first pitch broke sharply into a left-hand hitter and low, and it's ball one. Last half of the seventh, the Dodgers batting. The score four to three in their favor in the fourth game of the World Series. Yankees scored a run in the first, two runs in the fourth. The Dodgers scored two runs in the fourth and two runs in the fifth. The Yankees have used two pitchers, and the Dodgers have used four. We've seen six pitchers in all. Brewer has the sign. Here's the next one. It's low and fast. It's very low into the dirt, and it's ball two. Two and nothing now for Riggs. First base and two gone. Brewer takes his time out there, gets all ready, looks around the infield. The outfield is playing this hitter straight away. Here comes the next pitch to Riggs, and Riggs swung at a low curveball and fouled it. The ball rolls on the ground back to the wire. Umpire gets gives Phil Dickey a new ball. Red Rolfe comes in from third base, walks in on the grass, says something to Brewer. Outfield playing straight away. I believe Red explained that expression we use so frequently to you in these World Series ball games and in all ball games. The center fielder is right out in line with second base, right out over second. The pitcher's inside and high. Riggs's body uh, getting away from that pitch swung halfway around, but there was no swing on the ball, and the umpire calls it ball three. And so it's three and one on Lou. Pitch was right under his chin. And on first base and two out here in the last half of the seventh. Dodgers ahead, four to three. Here's the next pitch to Riggs. It's a ball inside close, ball four. He walked in. So that's another base on balls. It puts a man on first, a man on second. Next man to come up coming out now is the pitcher, Casey. And the bat boy is just handing him his bat. Here's Casey walking out. 
as we told you, the reason that Casey is batting in this position in the batting order is because Wasdell batted for the pitcher and then went into left field in place of Medwick. And so Casey bats in Medwick's spot and Wasdell bats in the pitcher's spot. There's a man on first, a man on second, and Casey, who dumped a single in center field the last time up, is up. There's two out. Here's the pitch, and it's a spike. It caught the outside corner. The fourth walk that the Dodgers have received today. One in the second, two in the fourth, and one in the seventh. Here comes the next pitch. There's a swing at a high curveball. He missed it, and it's strike two. Here's Artie Fletcher, Joe McCarthy's right-hand man, down here in front of the Yankee dugout, which is down here to our left, waving out there to the bullpen. Well, the Yankees are now starting to warm up two pitchers. Murphy. Murphy has now started to warm up. He's warming up another pitcher out there. Here's the next pitch, and Casey was going to swing, but he stopped. The ball broke away from the right-hand hitter. It's wide, and it's ball one and strike two. The two pitchers warming up are Branch, a right-hander, and Murphy, a right-hander. There's no activity in the Brooklyn bullpen, which is down the right field line. Dodgers. Runners on first and second and two out. The pitch is a spike. It's perfect. He struck him out. Called out on strikes. Brewer fired that fastball right down the middle, and it retires the side. And so in that last half of the seventh inning, there were no runs and two hits. The hits were by Walker and Camelli, and that is the end of the seventh inning. Okay, Bob, let me pitch for just a jiffy. Tough-bearded Charlie Keller, Yankee outfielder, says, for quick, comfortable shaves, it's Gillette Tech for me. Yes, man, just load that razor with a Gillette blue blade. And there isn't a beard on earth that won't holler, Uncle. Fans, ask your dealer for the World Series special Gillette Tech razor with five of those famous blue blades. A great buy for only 49 cents. That's <laughs> a great game, isn't it, Bob? Yes, Red, this is certainly another wonderful ball game in this great World Series. As I said a number of times before, Red and I have worked many a World Series together, but boy, this is absolutely tops and thrills. These teams are well matched. There's been all kinds of excitement. And every ball game has gone right down to the last man to decide the winner. Three to two, three to two, and two to one. Now we're going into the first half of the eighth inning with Brooklyn leading four to three. You know, this boy Casey is called the last of Robbie's boys. Well, when Casey was a young pitcher with the Atlanta club, Wilbert Robinson, former Dodger pilot, and then an official on the Atlanta club, took you in hand and helped him settle a salary dispute. His control and good curveball, plus his liking for tough going, make him an ideal relief man, and he's doing a swell job out there today. Now the first man to bat is Gordon. Gordon takes the first pitch, it's low inside for a ball. Gordon's had five hits so far in the series, four up until today, and one today. He's also drawn six bases on balls. Gordon up in there, right-handed hitter. It's the start of the eighth inning. The Dodgers leading four to three. Here's the pitch. There's a swing and a miss. Casey fired in a fastball right around his knees, and Gordon went all the way around trying to kill that ball and miss. Dodger outfield is playing him way around to the left. Wasdell in left field and Reeser way over in left center. Here's the pitch. It's a ball. It's low inside. Makes it... Strike two on Gordon. 
steps out of the batter's box. He's talking to the umpire. Checking that count. Ball one and strike two on Gordon. Nobody on, nobody out. First half of the eighth. Pitcher's all set. Here it comes. And there's a pop fly ball into short right field. Walker's got a long way to come, but he's getting there. And he caught that ball in short right field for the first out. Gordon shifted his feet and tried to hit that ball to right field. Walker was playing him way over in right center, and that's why he tried to hit it into right field, preferably close to that line. But Walker raced over and grabbed that ball on the run, and there's one gone. Now the next batter for the Yankees is Rizzuto. Been up three times today. Flied out, bounced out, and popped out. He's up for the fourth time with one out and nobody on in the Yankee half of the eighth. Score, the Dodgers four, the Yankees three. Reeser hit a home run in the fifth inning with a man on board to put the Dodgers in the lead. Now the pitch to Rizzuto. It's a ball. Too low to Scooter. Ball one. Riggs at third, Reese at short, Coscarod at second, Camelli first, Wasdell left field, Reeser center field, Walker right field. Pitcher's getting already out there again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a foul back into the wire. It begins to look like we're going to get a pinch hitter. Georgie Selkirk, utility outfielder, who's made one appearance in the series as a pinch hitter and hit safely. Looks like he is coming in. He's just selecting a bat here at the Yankee bat rack right below us. It's the eighth inning with the Yankees trailing by a run. One out. And Rizzuto batting. A count on him, one and one. Casey taking plenty of time out there, working very carefully, starting his wind-up again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a bunt right out in front of the plate. The pitcher's going to make the play. There it goes. He's out. A nice play. Casey to Camelli, and Camelli made a beautiful backhand, glove-hand stab of Casey's low throw. Baby, was that a honey of a play. Dolph Camelli who's plenty cute around that bag, just stuck that gloved hand down into the dirt backhand and grabbed Casey's rapid throw. So there's two gone, and here is Selkirk. You'll hear the announcement now through the public address system as he comes up to bat for the pitcher. We're waiting for the announcement. We'll let you hear it through our mutual microphones here back of home plate. Selkirk. Here's the announcement now. Georgie Selkirk, utility outfielder for the Yankees, is batting for Brewer. This is his second appearance in this World Series. He batted in the ninth inning of the second game in single. And now he's up in there batting for Brewer with two out and nobody on in the first half of the game. Here's the pitch. It's a slow curve. It just missed the corner. Waist high for a ball. Looks like the Yankee pitcher is going to be Murphy. was warming up. He's gone back to sit down, and Murphy is still throwing him down in that left field bullpen. Casey's all set out there again. Here's the next pitch to Selkirk. This fellow's dangerous. There's a pop-up over the pitcher's head. It bounces near second base. Shortstop up with it. The play. He's out of the great play. Oh, what a play. He came up with that time. It was a pop-up over the pitcher's head. It dropped out near second base. The shortstop, Reese, cut over fast. Up with that ball. An underhand, lightning-like throw, and he got him by an eyelash at first base. Reese to Camelli to retire the side. And so it is three up and three down. And that is the end of the first half of the eighth. Yesterday, we suggested the Gillette combination offer as a great gift for the men in service. One telegram after another indicates that men and women by the thousands agree.
rest of this wire from Willem and Taze Drugstores, Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. Quote, we are handling mailing of Gillette Blue Blade shaving cream combinations and Gillette Tech razors to men in service. Many customers availing themselves of this opportunity and both Gillette offers going like hotcakes. Unquote. Frank Hicks, Wapaka, Wisconsin Wires, quote, am buying one Tech razor for each game of series, keeping first razor myself and sending the others to friends in the Army, unquote. And that's what's going on the country over. The Tech razor and today's improved Gillette Blue Blade have given millions of men shaving comfort and convenience they never experienced before. See for yourself. Your dealer now offers the World Series Special Gillette Tech and five Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. Get this combination and enjoy real shaving luxury. Back to Bob and let's enjoy the continuation of this great battle. Well, this is really some battle. We're going into the last half of the eighth inning of this ball game at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. Here's Murphy making his second appearance in the series. A tall right-hander. Joe McCarthy's main relief. Pitcher is in there for the second time in the series, and he's just come in now to pitch as we go into the last half of the eighth. Owen is going to be the first man to face him. The Dodgers lead four to three, and they're coming to bat now in this last half of the eighth. Game of the series, four to three, favor of Brooklyn in the last half of the eighth. Boy, fans, that uh, that play that Reese came up with to retire the side to, and to end that first half of the eighth would really knock your hat off. I never thought he'd get him over there at first base. He had to race over on the second base side of the bag, come up with that ball, and make a quick underhand throw to Camelli. He did it and, and got it. Gee, it was really a beautiful play. Well, here's Owen up, a right-handed batter. The first pitch he punts to the left of the pitcher. Second baseman coming in fast to play. He's out. Fast play that time by Gordon. Gordon to Stern. Looked like Gordon was anticipating that play. I think he was playing in a few feet. He raced in, picked that ball up, and threw Owen out on a very fast play. And so it is one gone. That's four times up today, two times up officially for Owen because he walked the first time, walked the second time, flight out the third time, and then bounced out the fourth time. Now here's Coscarard. Get up three times without a hit. Twice officially, he walked once. Last time up, he bounced out to Rolf. Strike the first one, it's right across his waist. The Dodgers lead four to three in the last half of the eighth. Fourth game of the World Series. If they win this one, they even it up. Here's the next pitch. It's a spike, a slow curve. Murphy slowed up on that one. He pulled the string, and the ball was right in there over the outside corner waist high. Oscar Art and a little bit of a crouch down here right below us. Number three on the back of his white uniform. Pitchers already. Watch it. Here it is. He swung and foul tipped it. The catcher had the ball, juggled it, and then dropped it. And so Oscar Art gets a swing on the house. Had Dickey held that, he would have been out on strikes. So that certainly proves the old axiom that it happens to the best of them because you're looking at one of the best of them right down there back of the plate in Bill Dickey. Boy, he's a ball player every time. Pitcher's getting all set. Here's the next one. Owen steps away from an inside curve across the letters, and it's ball one and strike two in the batter. Mickey Owen up. He's batting with one out for the Dodgers in the last half of the eighth. Or rather, Koskarak batting. Here's the next pitch. It's a strike. He struck him out. Talking about catchers there, Koskarak took a curveball right across his waist. He struck him out. That was a beautiful curveball that Murphy broke out right over the heart of the plate to strike him out. Now here's Wasdell. 
Rondell came through with that telling hit. In the middle of the ball game, a double after two walks. It drove in two runs and put the Dodgers back in the game. That's left-handed. He's up in there with two out, and here's the first pitch from Murphy. It's a curve, and it's outside, waist-high for a ball. Ball one. So there's two gone here in the last half of the eighth. Bowen bounced out. Koskerart struck out, and Wazdell is batting. Here's the next pitch. It's a little bit outside, waist-high for a ball. Ball two. Dodgers out in front, four to three. It's a close ball game. It's anybody's ball game. Murphy leans down on that right foot. Tall right-hander. Here's the pitch, and there is a swing, and here's a foul. It's out of play. It's going up above our mutual broadcasting booth, and then drops out again right down here below us onto the playing field. Umpire gets, gets out the whisk room and cleans off the plate. Murphy fidgets around with his cap out there on the mound, getting set. Wasdell in there, right below us, batting left-handed. A count on him, ball two, and strike one. Murphy's winding up again. Here's the next pitch, and Rosdell swings and slams a long foul way down the right field line. It's ball two and strike two for Rosdell. Rosdell was a very valuable cog in this Dodger machine this year. He was in there quite a few times. When he wasn't in there, he was used many times by manager DeRocher in pinch-hitting roles. He's a dangerous batsman, left-handed. Used to be in the American League with Washington. Now the wind-up, here's the next pitch. He swings, and here's a foul. It's out of play up into the stands to our right, and it's still two and two in the batter. The Yankees have had three runs and nine hits. The Dodgers have had four runs and nine hits. Nine hits apiece. Dodgers leading four to three. Murphy's already. Here's the next pitch to Wasdell. Wasdell hits a high fly ball into right field. Henrik is right under the ball and takes it easily to retire the side. And so it is three up and three down in the Brooklyn half of the eighth inning. Bounce out, a strikeout, and a fly ball hit deep to right field taken by Henrik. And so it's three up and three down to retire the side. And so we'll pause briefly now at the end of eight innings for station identification. You're listening to the Gillette broadcast of the 1941 World Series, the fourth game at the end of eight innings. The score, four to three in favor of Brooklyn. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, a clear channel station, the voice of the people, Chicago. back here at Ebbets Field, fans. The Yankees all set to come up now for their ninth inning stand. Remember in that second game, they sent up a pinch hitter, Selkirk. The Dodgers got out of trouble. Now we're in the fourth game. The score, four to three. The first game, the final score, three to two. The second game, three to two. The third game, two to one. And now the fourth game, which if the Dodgers hold this lead, will even the series up at two games apiece, is four to three favor of Brooklyn as we go into the ninth inning. Now let's see who the hitters are. To start the ninth inning, we'll get Sturm, Rolf, and Henrik. Sturm has had two hits so far today. He singled in the fourth. He singled in the sixth. Dodgers have a right-hander in the bullpen, Kurt Davis, who was the starting pitcher, you remember, in the first game. Nobody in the Yankee bullpen. So fans get set here for a tense ninth inning in this fourth World Series game. Brooklyn leading four to three. Crowd sitting up straight in their seats right now because they figure anything might happen in this ninth inning. If the Dodgers win it, 
World Series goes even up two games apiece. Fifth game up for decision here tomorrow. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. Now here's Sturm up. He's facing Casey. Nobody on and nobody out in the first half of the night. He's had two hits today and five hits in the series. The first pitch was high inside a ball to Johnny, and it's ball one. He fell away from that pitch, and it's one and nothing for Sturm, a left-handed hitter. Playing in his first World Series, and the kid has looked plenty good. Here comes the next pitch. It's a strike. Sturm leaned halfway over the plate, jigged around to try to make that pitch look bad. But you don't fool these umpires with that. Nevertheless, it's strategy that both, side is, both sides have tried a number of times. But it was a perfect strike right down the middle, and it's one and one. Nobody on and nobody off. Sturm batting in the ninth inning. Here comes the next pitch. It's a ball, very low. And it's ball two and strike one for Sturm. Dodger outfield is straight away. Wasdell in left field. Reeser in center field. Walker in right field. At third base, the third baseman Lou Riggs is playing a shallow third. He's moved in a few feet. Here's the next pitch, and Sturm takes a cold strike right across his knees. And right over the inside corner to Sturm. Sturm steps out of the batter's box. He's saying something to the umpire. He looks like he's more asking a question than saying something. He's not, doesn't seem to be at all sore about it. Ball two and strike two. Casey's ready again. Here comes the pitch. It's a ball. Low inside. Makes it ball three and strike two. Puts it up to Casey now where he's got to get it in there. Sturm is out of the batter's box. He's standing five or six feet away from the plate. Now he steps up in there again. Taps his butt on that plate a couple of times. Casey has started his windup. The three two pitches coming in. He swings and hits the ground ball down to Coscarite. He's up with it. There's the play. He's out. Coscarite with another. One gone in the ninth inning. One gone in the ninth inning, and the Dodgers pepper that ball around the infield. Here's the official attendance, 33,813. Red made a pretty good guess. He said 500 more. He certainly knows how to count the house. Well, there's going to be a bit of a delay here as Mickey Owen goes out to talk to the pitcher. He's saying something, too, to the third baseman, Lou Riggs. He's stepping up to the plate now is the Yankees' great third baseman, Red Rolf. Red Rolf. He's standing outside the batter's box. He's talking to the umpire because the catcher, Owen, is out around the mound. Here he comes back in. He's fidgeting around with his blue cap. He's carrying his mask and glove in his left hand. And now he slips the old birdcage over his face and steps back in there behind the plate. It's the Yankee half of the ninth inning. And unless they score, there won't be any Dodger half. Casey's getting all ready. Here's the next pitch to Rolf. Rolf swings, and here is a foul right up above our broadcasting booth. It goes into the wire and bounces back down onto the field. Each side has made nine hits. The Dodgers have made four runs. The Yankees, three runs. Reesers, home run smash. In the fifth inning, after Walker's double, put the Dodgers in the lead. Owen steps out a bit in front of the plate, says something to Casey. Casey taking plenty of time. Now he stands there on the mound. He starts his windup, the big, burly right-hander. Here comes the next pitch to Rolf. Rolf swings. There's a foul, but it's out of play. It's into the stands behind third, and it's two strikes on the batter. If the Dodgers win this ball game, Mr. Casey, who came in yesterday and surrendered four hits in a row and left the ball game in anything but a favorable light, will be the hero, at least one of the heroes today. So the winning pitcher is getting already out there again. Two strikes on Rolf. Here's the pitch. There's another foul. 
Red, a slashing type of hitter who drives that ball into left field a lot, even though he's a left-hand hitter. Slapped that ball up into the upper deck behind third, and it's still two strikes for Rolfe. Catcher Owen walks out in front of the plate to talk to the pitcher again, and Rolfe takes a couple of free swipes at the air. Brooklyn leading 4-3. to three. It's the ninth inning, and Ebbets Field, one out for the Yankees, and Red Rolfe up. Count on him, two strikes, here comes the pitch, it's a ball, way outside, a foot outside, knee high, and it's ball one, and strike two on the batter. Next man to come up after Rolfe will be Henrik. Casey stands there, takes a lot of time now, he's winding up again. Ball one and strike two, here's the pitch, he swings, a bouncing ball to Casey. Takes it with his left hand, the peg, he's out. Casey gets by Henrik. The ball game will be over, and the Dodgers will have even up the series at two games apiece. Remember the fifth game of the World Series tomorrow in Gillette's broadcast. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. The game started later today because of Sunday, but tomorrow Gillette will bring you the number five game of the World Series. We'll be on the air at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. Well, here is Tommy Henrik up. He's two out. Two out in the first half of the ninth inning. Henrik has been up four times. Wide out the first time. Flied out the second time. Hit with a pitch ball the third time. Popped out the fourth time. Ball, it's high. Henrik has had two hits so far in the series. He's up in there. The first pitch wide. There's two out and nobody on. It's the ninth inning at Brooklyn. Pitcher's getting all set out there again. Watch it. Here it is. It's a strike. He's right across his knees. Boy, that was a beauty. Casey threw in a half-speed pitch that time that was right in around his knees, and it's one and one. Casey starts his wind-up out there again. Here's the next pitch to Henrik, and it's a wide. It's perfect right across his knees. It's and it's ball one and strike two on Henrik. Casey, the man of the hour, pitching for Brooklyn in the ninth. Changing fortunes of baseball. Here he is out there again. The next pitch, he swings and just tops the ball and rolls it foul on the ground to the left of the plate. And it's ball one and strike two in the bat. Higby, French, Allen, and Casey went to the firing line for Brooklyn. Donald, Brewer, and Murphy went to the firing line for the Yankees. We saw seven pitchers in the ball game. Two out here for the Yankees in the ninth inning. Here comes the next pitch. It's a ball wide. Way outside. And it's ball two and strike two for Henrik. Dodger outfield, playing him straight away and plenty deep. Right fielder Walker is right out in front of that scoreboard. Ball two, strike two for Henry. Casey starting his windup again. Here comes the next pitch. It's a ball. It just missed the corner. Waist high, not by more than an inch. Maybe was that close. So again, we've come up to a 3-2 pitch. Two out in the ninth inning. Casey gets by Henrik. It's all over. Pitcher starting his wind-up out there again. He's all ready now. Watch it. Here it comes. He swung, followed the ball. He swung at the ball and missed it. The ball gets away from the catcher, and Henrik goes to first. And now let's see whether the umpire is going to decide he fouled it or whether it was a clean strike. The umpire says that Henrik swung. It was a clean strike. The ball got away from the catcher, and so Henrik is entitled to first because he got there ahead of the throw. You never can tell on a swing like that whether it's a foul or not until the umpire rules on it. He swung at that pitch. He, he missed it cleanly and is on first base. It's an error for the catcher. Owen is charged with an error. A man on 
first base and brings up DiMaggio. Here's the pitch. It's wide and low for a ball. Joe DiMaggio batting. Man on first base. Fortune still smiling here in this ninth inning on the Yankees. After the first two men came up and went down, Kenrich gets the first base on a last strike, which Owen missed. Owen is charged with an error, and the batter, Henrik, is on first. DiMaggio's had a walk and a hit today. He's up in there now. Great center fielder. The first pitch was a ball. Here's the next one. He swings. There's a line drive hitting the left field. It looks like a single. Here's the throw into the infield. It is a single, and it puts runners on first and second. Joe DiMaggio came through with a line drive. His fourth hit in the series into left field, and the Yankees have runners on first and second. Runners on first and second with two out. You never can tell about a ball game until the last man is out. It's being proven right here in the ninth inning at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. As Casey got by, the first two men without any trouble at all, Sturm and Raw. Then Henrik struck out, but Owen missed the last pitch. Henrik got to first base. Then DiMaggio came up with two out and single to left, and here is Charlie Keller, who's had three hits today. The first pitch, cut, the first pitch cutter swings and misses that ball by two feet. corner knee high. Keller has had six hits in the series and three today. He's plenty dangerous. That man on second, second base represents the tying run. There's two out here in the first half of the night. Casey getting all set out there again. Watch it. Here's the next pitch. He swings and misses a shot-breaking curve. Casey put everything he had on that ball. Trying to get it by Keller, and Keller took a wicked lunge at that ball and missed. Boy, what a situation here in the ninth inning. Everybody worked up to lather pitch. Man on first, man on second. A left-hand hitter up at the plate. It's Keller. There's two out in the ninth inning. Here comes the pitch. He swings. There's a long fly ball. It's way back in the right field. It's going to hit up on the screen. Here is a run scoring. He caught the ball off the screen. Another man carrying for the plate. And he scores. And the Yankees go into the lead on a double by Keller off the right field screen. The Yankees go into the lead five to four on a two-base hit by Keller. Way up onto the right field screen. The score is five to four. Listen to the noise. Well, there's all the drama you'd want in the World Series. Boy, what an inning. The first two men are out. Henrich gets the first base. After striking out, when Owen missed the third strike, DiMaggio singles to left. Keller hits one off the screen. The Yankees lead 5-4, and here is Dickey up. The first pitch is wide for a ball. Dickey, batting. He's been up four times today, twice officially. He walked twice. He has not had a hit. The score is 5-4 in favor of the Yankees in the ninth inning. Casey getting all cut again. Watch it. Here's the pitch. He swings. There's a foul. It's going into the stands. It's out of play, and it's 1-1 one in one the batter. Casey, who is pitching wonderful ball, doing a wonderful relief chore for the Dodgers. Got by the first two men in the ninth inning. And it looked like the series was even Steven. And Fortune smiled. Henrich got to first base. A strikeout. There's a foul up into the stands, and it's two strikes. Ball one and strike two for Dickey. DiMaggio lined a hit to left field, and Keller drove a long, high fly ball that went way up into the screen in right field. And Henrich scored. DiMaggio scored. And the Yankees lead 5-4. That's the picture here in the ninth inning at Ebbets Field. 
Casey getting his sign out there again. Dickey waving that bat around. Here's the pitch. It's a ball high, and it's two and two. The Dodgers are warming up a right-hander. Kurt Davis in the bullpen in right field. Nobody in the Yankee bullpen. Two out in the ninth. Keller. The Yankee strongman came through with his fourth hit to give him seven hits in the series. Casey's ready again. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball. It's low inside, and Dickey steps out of the batter's box. It's ball three and strike two for Bill Dickey. Next man due to come up will be the second baseman, Gordon. What an inning this has been. How the baseball fortunes change. Casey has his sign. Here's the next pitch to Dickey. Hit the ball. High and outside. He walks. And it puts runners on first and second. A base on ball. That's the third walk that Dickey has received today. It brings up Gordon, who's been up four times, has made one hit today to give him a total of five hits in the series. That's the fourth pass the Yankees have received. Here's the pitch. Gordon hits a foul. It's out of play. It's up into the stand, and it's one strike. Gordon swung at Casey's first offering, a slow curveball across his waist, and he hit it into the stands here to our left. Yankee runners on first and second, two out. All this has happened after two out. Two runs are in. The Yankees are ahead, five to four. Casey stands there on the mound, draws his arms up in front of him, gets all ready again. Here's the pitch. There's a foul. It's right back into the screen here in front of our mutual broadcasting booth, and it's two strikes on Gordon. Charlie Keller is out on second base. Dickey is on first base. There's two out and two runs in. The Yankees are leading five to four. Gordon stands down here below us. Here comes the next pitch. Gordon swings. There's a long fly ball back into left field. The left fielder, Wazdell, going back. Sneaks up, couldn't get the ball. It's over his head against the fence. A run is scoring. Here's Dickey rounding third. He is scoring. And it's a two-base hit driving in. Two more runs. A two-base hit by Gordon over Wasdell's head up against the fence in left field driving in two more runs and the score of the ball game now is 7-4 to four in favor of the Yankees all this has happened after two outs talk about an explosive night Gordon drove a long fly ball way over Wasdell's head up against the fence out there in left field it's a two-base hit driving in a couple more runs that makes the score 7-4 in favor of the Yankees. And it gives Gordon his second hit of the day and his sixth hit of the series and brings up Rosito. Rosito, who's been blanked in four tries. And on second base. Two out, Rosito up. Here's the first pitch. It's a ball inside close, waist high for ball one. The Yankees lead 7-4. Casey's getting his sign again. Here's the next pitch. There's a spike. It's right across his knees. And it's one and one. A call strike on Rizzuto. Casey draws his arms up in front of him. Gets all ready. Here's the next pitch. There's a foul strike. Back into the screen. And it's ball one and strike two in the batter. One and two. Scooter Rizzuto, the shortstop of the Yankees, is batting with a teammate on second base. Yankees have scored four runs here in the first half of the night. Ball, it's wide. Ball two and strike two for Rizzuto. Well, that's the fortunes of baseball. You cannot be charged to anything else. 
two out in the ninth inning. Victory apparently within their grasp. And the Yankees bust through and score four runs. There's a ball that's in close. Waist high and it's ball three and strike two. And now Owen is signaling for an outside pitch. He stepped outside the plate and they're going to walk him purposely. Rizzuto gets a pass. Manager DeRocher signals from the dugout to put Scooter on first base with an intentional pass after trying to get him to bite at outside pitches and he wouldn't go. And so the Yankees have runners on first and second and here is the pitcher Murphy coming out to the plate. He bats right-handed. Man on first, the man on second. Here's Murphy batting right-handed up in there and two out. There's a bouncing ball. That's the pitcher. The shortstop coming in fast. There's the peg. He's out. Reese to Camelli and it retires the side. And so that is the end of the first half of the ninth inning. And what a wild ninth it was. There were four runs. There was one, two, three, three hits. There were two walks and there was one error. Four runs scored in the first half of the ninth inning by the Yankees to put them in the lead over the Dodgers by a score of seven to three. Let's recapitulate on the inning, shall we? Stern was an easy out. Ralph went out easily. Casey had a three-two count on Henrik. Henrik swung and apparently struck out. But the ball got away from the catcher, as baseballs will do occasionally. Only this time it happened to be in a World Series game, but that can happen to anybody, Dickey or Owen or anybody else. The ball went all the way back to the screen, and Henrik got to first base, running on the third strike. So he was on first with two out. Then DiMaggio singled to left field. Then Charlie Keller drove a double off the right field screen to drive in two runs. Then Dickey walked. Then Gordon drove a double off the left field wall to drive in two more runs. Rizzuto was passed, and the pitcher made the last out, bouncing to read. So that's the story of the first half of the ninth inning. There were four runs and three hits, and now we're going into the last half of the ninth inning with the Dodger fans here at Ebbets Field pulling for one of those famous Brooklyn late-inning explosions, which would be the only thing that would save the Dodgers here today. Now many, many times in their last jaunt through the West, these valiant fighting Dodgers were trailing in ball games in eighth to ninth innings. And they came up with those four-run and five-run innings. And so they can do it. It's not a lost cause until the last man is out. While the score is seven to four against them, they still have a chance. Look there with two out and nobody on as though the Yankees were out of the ball game and they bounce back into it. Well, let's see, maybe the Dodgers can do the same thing. Two great fighting teams. All those runs in the ninth inning were unearned. First man to score, to score the tying run. Got the first base on the strikeout and an error charged to the catcher. Right, the last half of the ninth inning. First man to come up for the Dodgers is Reese. He's made many a great play in the series. The first pitch is low and outside. He made a great play in the second game, throwing out DiMaggio, and he came up with one of the greatest plays today I have ever seen on a ball over the pitcher's head that bounced out around second base is flowing and throwing the batter out. First pitch was a ball. Here's the next pitch. He swings, and there's a foul outside of first base between the plate and first base. The catcher and the first baseman are both over there, and Dickey takes it for the first out. Either Dickey or Sturm could have caught that ball. It was between the plate and first base and about 30 or 35 feet to the right side of the line in foul territory. It was taken by Dickey for the first out. And so there's one gone now in the last half of the night. Here's Dixie Walker. Dixie's come through with two grand hits today and played a beautiful game in the field. His catch off the board in right center field in one of the early stages of the ball game was one of the greatest catches I've seen. There's a spike. It's right across his waist. 
That's a slanting, that's kind of a slanting wall out there in right field. And Dixie really ran up against it to make a great catch. One out here for the Dodgers in the ninth. Murphy getting his sign again. He's all ready. Here's the pitch. There's a swing and a bouncing ball to the shortstop. Rizzuto's up with it. There goes the peg. He's out. Rizzuto to Sturm. And there's two gone. Yankees pegging around out there in the infield. And so here are the Dodgers in the very same spot that the Yankees were at in the first half of the inning. Only they're three runs behind. Here's Petey Reeser. He's got a single and a home run today. He's up in there now with two out on the first pitch as a strike. It's right across his waist. Reeser singled in the third and hit a home run in the fifth. A long wallop over the scoreboard. Yankees leading 7-4, to four, last half of the night. There's a slow ball. Murphy pulled a string and slowed up on that pitch. It was outside, shoulder high, and the ninth. Four, last half of the night. There's a slow ball. Murphy pulled a string and slowed up on that pitch. It was outside, shoulder high, and it's one and one. Petey Reeser batting for the Dodgers with two out in the last half of the ninth inning. Murphy, a slender right-hander out there on the mound, is getting all set. Now he swings around. Here comes the pitch. It's a ball. Just a little bit close, above the knees, and just a little bit off the inside of the plate. Makes it ball two and strike one for Reeser. Charlie Dresden coaching over there at third. Leo DeRosier still out there in the coaching lines at first. Pitcher getting all set again. Here's the next one. There's a swing and a ground ball to the right of Sturm. He's up with the ball. The ball is in the air. The pitcher covering. He's out. The game is over. And the Yankees win. The play going from the first baseman Sturm to the pitcher. The first baseman getting the put out. The pitcher gets the... Uh, the pitcher gets the put out and the first baseman gets the assist. And it retires the side. Three up and three down. And it ends the ball game. I want to check those totals for them. Red, have you got them here? To make sure that we get those totals today, just check all our totals. Murphy will be the winning pitcher, by the way, and Casey the loser. Murphy the winning pitcher and Casey the loser. And the totals on the ball game are these. The Yankees, seven runs, 12 hits, and no errors. The Dodgers, four runs, nine hits, and one error. Bill Corm will repeat those for you later, but I just want to be sure that we get them on. In just a moment, Bill Corm will give you his rapid-fire summary of today's game. And this is Bob Elson bowing out now after giving you the description of the last half of the ball game. And here is Red Buck. Waiting for you right now in the store of a nearby Gillette dealer is a free tube of Gillette shaving cream. All you do is buy 10 famous Gillette blue blades at the regular price of 49 cents, and the shaving cream is tossed in. Gillette lather or brushes. Take your choice. So why not stock up now, while this bargain supply lasts? And we're all waiting with a great deal of interest to see how Bill Corum has seen the turning of the tide. So, Bill, take it. Well, Red, I saw the turning of the tide, all right, and there is no joy in Flatbush tonight because Mighty Casey struck him out and then lost the ball game in one of the most weird finishes I've ever seen in any World Series. That way, Casey managed... After he was to be the hero and seemed destined to revise what happened yesterday to lose two World Series games in successive days, which no other pitcher has ever done since the game began. And down below me as I talk to you, there's a red-headed, toe-headed kid down there crying his eyes out. And you can understand why. And you can understand why this Flatbush uh, Symphony Orchestra is mournfully tooting because the police actually were on the field and DeRocher himself 
had to run out and call back the police as they rushed out to protect the diamond with the ball game apparently over. Owen, who has been one of the outstanding stars of the series, a game catcher, a great catcher, just let that ball slip through there. Casey had so much on it, and uh, there went the ball game. But the Yankees, of course, had to have it too because... Even then, it looked as if they might be through, but DiMaggio came through with that ringing single, and then after two strikes, uh, Casey tried to come down the middle again on Keller, and you can't do that against that big, strong fellow because he knocked it off the right field wall. The Yankees were in front, and from then on, it was just a question of how much they're going to win by, because despite all the courage that the Dodgers have, you knew that that one ball that went past there was decisive, and perhaps McCarthy was right, it may be decisive in the series. I think previously the Dodgers had surprised the Yankees some the way they fought back. Wasdell, a great fella, a fella up there in the clutch who's all right had put them out there where they could come on, and it looked as if they were going to win. Two plays. by First by Camille. I don't think another first baseman in the game could have done it, and another one right behind it by Reese and Camille. By Reese and Camille. Looked as if they had the Yankees stopped cold in their tracks. I feel that they thought so, too, when they came into bat. Certainly they must have with the first two out. And then Henrik apparently struck out for a perfect pitch, and there went the ball game. Well, we'll never see another one like that. It looks as if now, truly, the Yankees sort of have a hammerlock on it. If, of course, Casey could have gotten away and been the hero today as he was the GOAT yesterday, which... Uh, injustice seemed only right, and the perfect game that he was pitching right up there to the finish, uh, DeRocher could have pitched Kirk Davis tomorrow. Now I feel that he's going to have to come in there with Wyatt. It's his last chance. You've got to play your ace when you're in that spot. We all sort of had Higby figured right, at least the experts. I was hopeful that Higby, who won 22 games this year, would go through, but he couldn't do it. And we wound up uh, with a couple of good Irishmen, Casey and Murphy, and uh, a good ball game in spite of uh, the way it ended for Brooklyn because still a thriller and still a dogfight. And I suppose now McCarthy will undoubtedly give Lefty Gomez his chance, never defeated in the series, because he's got the Dodgers with their backs to the wall. And so tomorrow you can confidently look for Whitlow Watt and Lefty Gomez as the competing pitchers in what... Uh, the way the breaks are going might possibly be the last game, but as I've said before, the Dodgers do fight back, and now I give you back to your friend and mine, Red Barber. Thank you, Bill Corum, and tune in the same station tomorrow at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time when Bob Elson, Bill Corum, and I will be here to bring you the fifth game of this bitterly fought series through the courtesy of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And tomorrow night, Lou Jenkins, lightweight champion, meets Freddie Red Cochran, welterweight champion, and a 10-round thrill at Madison Square Garden, New York. As usual, Gillette brings you the blow-by-blow account over many of these stations. And once again, for the Yankees, seven runs, 12 hits, and no errors. And for the Dodgers, four runs, nine hits, and one error. And the Yankees lead now three games to one. This is Red Barber for all of us up here saying goodbye. And this is the Mutual Broadcasting System.